When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily. Then distribute it everywhere and even earn money. And you can do that all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, and this is my personal testimony, of course, I feel like having options like video podcasts and Q&A and polls has let me be creative on another level. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Last time on Lonely Boys. Dan, Dan, wait. I'm so sorry. There's there's no need to be, really. I, I shouldn't have come here today. I made a mistake. No, you didn't. Look, I'm sorry about Blair and Chuck. It's not about Blair or Chuck. I mean, it is, but it's not just them. No, I know. Trust me. I know. This world, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And you're part of it. What? And you didn't know that? I don't know. I, I thought you were different. Well, I'm sorry I'm not who you thought I was. But what's happened is in the past, you know. And all that I can do is try to change. But if you can't accept that, then, you know, you're not who I thought you were. Well, I guess we both made mistakes. Hey, Upper East Siders, and welcome back to the Lonely Boys Podcast. I suppose I'll try to introduce myself again, even though it didn't go well last time. I am Matt. Nice. Maybe last I, name. I am. Let me try something else. I am Lonely Boy Matt. Oh, there we go. Is that good? Yeah, we'll That's see. good. And of course, you're probably wondering who that lovely voice is coming from on the lovely. other end. Um, I'm pleased to introduce to break down this episode with me, as always, the uh, head of the refreshment committee, Brendan Rumpel. <laughs> also, the creepy uncle of podcasting, aka Uncle Cream, the other <laughs> lonely boy, Brendan Rumpel. 
Shout out to I thought I'd, I thought I'd try to rebrand you based on based on the new committee that was created for this episode. No, I, just, I like, I like that a lot. You wanted to go right I, back. You wanted to go I right back. I steamrolled it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to be consistent with all my podcasts now, but okay. I did like that. We, we should try and do something like that every year. I'll actually just leave you to, to the work, the dirty work of finding something <laughs> Yeah. I mean, Dan, Dan I think Dan really knocked out of the park with his uh, head of refreshment committee. First one, first one ever. Was, and... there, was there booze in those? Uh, you know, it, but... I, I don't know. I feel like... At an event, there must have been, but uh, yeah, I, I don't with know if, he's, if, Dan's, if Dan's legally allowed to serve booze. All right. Um, All right. So yeah, we're here to uh, to break down season one, episode three of Gossip Girl, titled Poison Ivy. And you know what? I'm not going to bury the lead right up front. I, I, I know I praised the pilot going on, but uh, this is my favorite episode so far going in. Wow. Yeah. I, I knew, I knew, like I said, uh, last episode we discussed, I, I had some concerns about the second episode because I knew I really liked the first and third. So I was worried about the middle one being weak, but we ended up really liking the middle one. And now I, I knew I was a fan of this one. Um, kind of, uh, kind of serves as a as a little epilogue between the whole uh, Serena mm. and Blair spat and the Serena and Dan spat. They kind of all get resolved by the end of the episode. And uh, just a like, I mean, we we get the the first real moment of Blair like crossing several lines and being like, "What the fuck is she doing?" So, <laughs> the first um, time. Oh, okay. I guess there's gonna be more of that. Okay. Well, I mean, listen, don't want to spoil too much, but there's going to be some wild stuff that happens in this show. Oh, yeah. Well, it's only episode three. And like um, you said, loving uh, the first one so much and that the, we talked about last week, how much you love the second one without thinking you would. I didn't think that there would be a three for three here. Oh, no, we are three Being for that, three. you know, like for, it's still for a season. Usually the shows suck at some point, but so far the show has not sucked yet. Gossip Girl came out of the gate hot. If, if anything, it's going to taper off t- down the down the home stretch. But uh, <laughs> right. we are we are riding high right now. And, and th- okay. I think this might be my, my favorite episode for a while. I know there's a couple of other classics in this season, but we'll see how long okay. it, it holds the holds the title. Um, okay. So I guess with all that being said, are, are you ready, ready to talk about it? I'm ready. We're ready to talk all about right. Poison Ivy. So, as the Upper East Side teens from Constance Billard and St. Junes prepare for a much-anticipated visit from the Ivy League representatives, Blair and Chuck uncover a scandalous secret about Serena that may not remain a secret much longer. Do you know the title reference, Poison Ivy? Uh, oh, I forgot these are references. I was going to yes, say... Yes, every episode... <laughs> just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every episode title is a reference to something. Do you know it? Um... I, I my first thing I go to the comic books. I thought this would be like a high concept community type uh, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. comic book episode of some sort. Poison Ivy, classic villain, I believe. Classic villain. I know her from the, that's from not the it. hit from, from the hit TV show Gotham, starring Benjamin McKenzie of course, oh yeah of the OC fame. Interesting show. Yeah, yeah. You watched that for a while, didn't you? I watched the first two seasons, I think. Right. Yeah, yeah. and we'll of course be. Uh, so you stopped watching before it kind of got better. Yeah, it got really yeah. bad, and I was like, yeah. I, I can't take this. And I didn't we'll, know, of course, I didn't know be uh, breaking that down episode episode by episode after Gossip Girl. <laughs> yeah, after, after <laughs> the, the mid-season na- finale, we'll the break and do Gotham. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so, no I, more but, yeah, give me, the, give me the ref. Okay, so you don't know. Is it, always a, is it always a literature reference? Well, well, I'll officially jot down that you are 0 for 2 with getting these title references. Uh, yeah. We'll see if you can ever break I'm not going to get any. <laughs> break out of the <laughs> no whole No chance. Now... I look these up before, obviously, but I'm going to, I think, just pretend that I understand the references. So I'm just, okay. It's a it's a reference, of course, to the classic 1992 film Poison Ivy. So they didn't even change anything. It's just film is called Straight Poison Ivy. The, the episode okay. title is called Poison Ivy. Of course, the erotic thriller starring Drew Barrymore. Oh, everyone remembers that well. Erotic thriller. It, that's that's what Wikipedia said, and I trust Wikipedia with my life. Okay, I'll um, have to watch that tonight. 
Original air date, October 3rd, 2007. Do you remember where you were? October 3rd, 2007. <laughs> seventh grade. I don't know. I was probably just uh, trying to figure out how to use deodorant or something. Okay, great. Yeah. Yeah. Probably the same. <laughs> October's a very smelly month. I had to, had to get that <laughs> yeah. deodorant. The whole summer, I was like, oh boy, it's, that reeked. <laughs> Gotta figure something out. Uh, all right. So uh, we're going to start off with, uh, of course, Kristen Bell getting on the mic to do another fabulous yeah. Gossip Girl voiceover. She says, uh, there's plenty of upside to being the spawn of the fabulously wealthy, but the downside? Super successful parents expect nothing less from their offspring. And when it comes to college, that means the Ivies. It's more than just getting into college, it's setting a course for the rest of your life. And for those few who aren't legacies, the pressures are no less. When parents have sacrificed for their children's future, what kid would want to let them down? And during this, we hear the, uh, the first uh arrangement by the uh by the acapella group that uh jenny's oh, in oh god in the in the show did you did you notice that yeah oh it yeah, was they tough were, they were singing glamorous <laughs> I <hated> and <laughs> i don't know why like i don't know like this was not a a uh a concert for the acapella group whatever whatever they're called it seems like they were just performing before the morning announcement started and they went with <laughs> glamorous by fergie featuring ludicrous like, uh-huh. <laughs> why <laughs> they should have had somebody do the ludicrous part Somebody <laughs> rapping in the middle of it. We, now, we, me and Nicole watched it together. We also, we really, really hated that last note that they did too. Oh, you very did. Like, note. I, I did notice the no, last note. That was the worst part of it. It all. is very noticeable. Um, <laughs> of course, of course, Jenny, a fabulous, a fabulous singer, had to show off the the vocals in. A fabulous, three oh, very years. good. Um, I and I famously was in an acapella group in college. Just got yes, to not, about it, that. not in high school. You don't seem impressed. No, um, it's okay. I think that that's pretty think, common. It's like it's like people f- that either row crew or you were in an acapella group in college. It's one of the two. <laughs> I think I think the fans are going wild right now. I think when I uh, when I just said that I was I was Woo! in acapella, they probably yeah they probably paused for a little and they were like <laughs> little fist pump. Hell yeah! Uh, shout out to the Earth Tones, the worst worst acapella group in the capital region. I've seen them once. How were we? Did you hear my blank space uh, performance? My solo? No, I would have gone wild for that. That shit. was the uh, first solo I ever got. Blank space. Wow, blank space no, I think yeah. I think you were newer at the time I saw you. And uh, those those uh, those lyrics hard to get down. As as much of a Taylor Swift stan as I am, those lyrics yeah. were were very hard to hard to get down. Yeah, maybe maybe you have more in your days now, and that you're you're more adept yeah. to Taylor. Yeah, maybe I'll go back. Maybe we'll do a reunion tour. <laughs> All right. Anyway, <laughs> um. So we get the uh, headmistress Queller doing the morning mm. announcements. Actually, fun fact: this is not headmistress Queller. This is a the, oh. uh, much like much like Blair's mom was the fake Blair's mom in the first episode. This is the only episode we get the uh, oh, okay. the, the fake headmistress. She will be replaced in later episodes. Mm-hmm. But uh, so during this this montage montage, you see the rich kids getting ready. Dan having Love a, a having montage. A, Dan having a rough time shaving for some reason, as if he's never shaved before. <laughs> like I don't yeah. know, I, he's, he's just so nervous for Ivy Week that I, I, he's just he's just cutting I think himself that was just with like a razor. For a sight gag later on, so we could have like all like the little uh, yeah, they cut to him face. with yeah. yeah. Um, so it, it is Ivy Week. Um, and the uh, fake headmistress says, uh, "For those of you who want to attend an Ivy League school, this is the most important week of your life." But no pressure. Ha ha ha. Now. Why? Why say this? Like, why? Why put that pressure? Like, you don't have to say it's the most important week of their life. It's a stupid little Ivy League. I don't even know Ivy League parties were a thing. They are here. I mean, there's got to be a party in this episode. So there's a yeah, Ivy well, League exactly. party at the school. I was never invited to an Ivy League party back in no. back in high school. Maybe, maybe I would have gotten into one if I had been. Maybe. Um. So yeah, back at back at the loft, we loft we see that Dan has cut himself shaving numerous times. Um, another fun scene with the Humphreys where they're gonna they're gonna make make fun of him. Uh, 
for the record, does it look like Dan cut himself with a wood chipper or a chainsaw? <laughs> there, was, there was a little bit of a discussion about that. I, I, I don't think either. It just yeah, looks no, like a class. it just looks like no. a look like he cut himself shaving. That's what really. Yeah, what it looks like, like he he might have had pimples and he cut them right off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, we're gonna establish again that the the Humphreys are not rich, even though they they live in Brooklyn, which is not a not like yeah. where poor people live. But yeah, it's, we, it's we gonna be. Gonna, <laughs> we are gonna establish they, they brown that, upon Brooklyn. Yeah, that they are not they're not doing well. They they have to live in the slums of Brooklyn. Um, Dan's gonna have. I still think like my favorite set of all like the, the like the housing situations that yeah, going on. I, I do like the, cool. the Brooklyn loft. Um, Dan's gonna have to rely on his smarts uh, to get into Dartmouth. We establish where pretty much all of the uh, all the people want to go to school, mm-hmm. and surprise, surprise, they're all Ivy League colleges, uh, except for Nate, who specifically does not want to go to any yeah. of these Ivy League schools and wants to go out west, but is gonna have a really tough time uh, breaking free from all. Wants to go to USC or something like that. He wants to go to USC, and and why, Dan, why do you keep laughing at me every time I say I want to go to USC? <laughs> Good impression. We have the plan. <laughs> Dartmouth Law School Blair, or whatever he said. Yeah. Like, Jesus. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Dan wants to go to Dartmouth. Also, Nate's dad wants Nate to go to Dartmouth. Blair yep. wants to go to Yale, of course. Uh, like Rory young Rory. Brown. Proud. Yeah. Uh, Serena wants to go to Brown. Uh, Seth Cohen would be proud. Of course, uh-huh. another OC reference that you get that you get and, <laughs> no. and are appreciating right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, and who am I missing? Oh, Chuck just wants to bone one of the. He just wants to bone one of the. he ends up wanting one to go to Princeton. Yeah. yeah, one of the representatives, which I don't uh-huh. know why so many people want to, or just want to have sex with this child <laughs> <laughs> who is who is not even that good looking yet. No, his teeth. Not good. Uh, yeah, yeah, big problem. And so, uh, before I have a question for you before we get too far into this, have we established that? Dan Humphrey is smart yet until this episode? Because they really um, like they start to draw these lines where like Dan's smart and Nate's dumb. Like I didn't know if yes, that was a well, thing yeah, before yeah. this episode. But Nate, Nate is they make Nate very dumb in this episode. Yeah, <laughs> he's like bottom of the class. According emphasize, to Dan. emphasize that point. Um, I, this might be the first thing we know that I mean the thing is Dan is going to this uh, prestigious private high school even though he doesn't have money. I think we're assuming he. He's in there on some Gotten sort of scholarship right. in order to, mm-hmm. uh, in order to afford it. So he has to be him and Jenny. Most both have somewhat of a smarts to be able to go to the school in the first place. So, right. But yeah, uh, Dan is apparently second in the class. I believe he mentions. Yeah, he bragged. Yeah, he did brag. And, and well, he wine bragged. And yeah, yeah. Nate is uh, close to last. Yeah. Um, Poor guy. So they keep cutting back and forth to the announcement at school and then back to um, another one of the characters getting ready. Uh, Chuck wants to uh, wake and bake with Nate, of course. Chuck taking this as yeah. seriously as you'd expect. Um, <laughs> we cut to Nate getting ready. Him and the captain are, again, sprinting in the park. They do not go on jogs. They no. sprint throughout <laughs> the park. Like It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. I don't know how long they're going for, but it looks like they're always running at, yeah. like, 4.30 miles. And the captain is very serious when he tells Nate that he cut him off during running. He's like, <laughs> he's, pissed. he's like, he's very pissed. <laughs> and Nate tries to play, like, no, I didn't cut you off. He's yeah. like, oh, okay, sure, yeah, I'll, next time I'll make sure I don't. I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't, he, didn't he gets cut. Didn't scared. <laughs> Nate, there's a plan here. Dartmouth, law school, Blair. Don't and, cut uh, me off. And that's that. And that, I think, is the, that's the, uh, the Jim Tan Laundry of the Upper East Side. The, the uh-huh. DL, DLB, Dartmouth Law, law School, Blair. <laughs> that's it. Uh, Nate Nate does not get any say. Nate Nate does not get any say in the matter. Um, mm-hmm. Howie wants him to nail the interview today, and then presumably nail Blair later on. 
Yeah. Very excited. He doesn't want to do either of those things, though. (laughs) Yeah, Nate Nate just... (laughs) Nate's trying to learn how to read in this episode. He's very confused about what a book is. Yeah. (laughs) He's got bigger problems. If he tried to fuck Blair, he'd fuck her belly button by accident. (laughs) And Nate's dad even says, like, with your grades, you gotta gotta become an usher of this guy. uh, Yeah, yeah. Blair gets to announce that the... uh, the charity that her community outreach program uh, will donate to, which I guess we're establishing that Blair is the the head of a community outreach program who is uh, mm-hmm. who is also planning this Ivy League party, which will be the event of the week. Right. I think at this point, whatever Gossip Girl makes up for each episode, Blair's going to be the kind of in charge of for the mm-hmm. for the high school because she's Queen Bee at this moment in time. Oh, she is Queen Bee. Oh yeah. Uh, Serena has still not yet uh usurped her to, to take her, her back. title back. Yeah. Um. Blair's uh, minions, I, I know last week I made a point to remember their names, and I have already forgotten them, so I will, I'm just going to refer to mm-hmm. them as Blair's minions again. It's fine. Uh, they're wondering where Serena is. Blair is uh, tired of always hearing about Serena. You know, re- relatable. I feel like uh, I, I'm a, I, I, I feel like I'm in that sidekick role a lot, where people are always mm-hmm. asking me, like, where, when's Brendan going to get on the podcast? <laughs> I was going to say. Why, like, I understand that you've introduced the show, but where's where's the creepy uncle? Why isn't he, why isn't he on you? <laughs> where's Uncle Cream at? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know that stupid refreshment joke, Green, but <laughs> yeah, I, I think that we'll went. never get into it. I think yeah, I think ended. it did. I liked it. <laughs> um, I don't even know where we are. I'm, I'm losing it. I'm like you I distracted you, yourself. Like I mentioned to you off air, I'm <laughs> I'm on a limited amount of sleep right now. Yes, very limited. You want to do? Oh. You, you could briefly say that what what happened last night. Oh, I tried to go to bed. Well, you want I tried to. to go to bed at a reasonable hour, but it was. First of all, tough because I was sleeping all day because I was super hungover because of a uh, a wedding that both of us went to the night before. Yeah, which we both had a lot of good. It was a, a bop. lot, a, a great fun time. Fantastic. So, even though I I knew I wasn't gonna be able to fall asleep, I I, I tried anyway, and I was dozing off, and then all of a sudden at four a.m. I'm I'm woken up to the sound of a skidding car, and <laughs> apparently someone was driving home and just lost control and hit my neighbor's car, which was parked on the street, which catapulted. The car, like, just onto oh my, my front lawn. <laughs> so his car, like, the tire fell off and everything, and it, there was just a car in the middle of my lawn. <laughs> and so we had to go outside and see what was going on. Um, and, see, I, I park in the driveway now because uh, two separate instances, someone has just knocked my window off of my car for, for no reason. I don't know what someone, some little delinquent has against my car. But, it's not that so. busy of a road over there either. Yeah, well. There's so literally parked... only, only one side of the street has houses on it. <laughs> So I park in the driveway now, but if I was not in the driveway, I know that that car would have hit my car instead, gonna, yeah, and we'd be yeah. going through. Park in the, if you guys, if you guys are privileged enough to have a driveway, I got park in it. I know it's going to be Use annoying that. if Use someone that. else lives with you and they're parking you in all the time, but these people, man, they they don't know how to drive. So, so peek behind the curtain. Last night we were supposed to record, and we didn't because you were you were sleepy. Um, so would, would it be funny if the person that crashed into your your house was me trying to get into your house for they're like okay i'm here i'm sorry i'm late man i i know we we're supposed to record tonight and i just freaked out and i thought we were supposed to do it live so here i am buddy <laughs> Friend, I, you crashed I, I mean that would, have, I would, that would have been at least more fun than what was, i mean it was boring after, after the commotion died down it was, they, uh, my neighbors actually did find the person who hit the car because at first it was a hit and run but then Luckily, there was a oh. trail of just the car. I, yeah, he, you can't get He lived a block down. He lived a block down from us, and there was just a trail of like the car that was falling <laughs> apart, just like pieces of the car <laughs> and like skid marks that led all the way back to his house. Yeah, it's a <laughs> so sign they, on his car. They actually, that pretty, <laughs> they actually found him pretty easily. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. 
Uh, so, uh, all right. We're Back to we? it. Yeah, Blair, Blair's getting married, and she she's someone who does seem to be on board with the captain's plan. She thinks Nate going to Dartmouth, Nate nailing Blair, and Nate yeah. going to law school is fantastic by her. I think at, the, at this point in the show, I feel like she's the only one that really wants to yeah. move along with the, the, the plan. And it, I, she seemingly does not care that Nate is not at all interested. I think she assumes that he's just going through something right now, and eventually he'll he'll fall back to being in love with her, if he ever was. Mm-hmm. But uh does not seem... Yeah to mind She's and uh, bigger news we have dorota with her first lines because i believe we saw her in the last episode she didn't say anything uh and she she tells she says eat up miss blair are you excited about dorota yet <laughs> wow good for I her mean, i mean she got lines i'm excited about her all right we'll be on dorota I mean, watch. we'll be on dorota watch brendan's not a stand uh, right. yet we will be on dorota watch not a stand yet yes <laughs> i didn't even notice she said that come on do you even know who dorota That's is a- no, it sounds like our good friend that got married this weekend, DeRosa. De, not, not DeRosa. <laughs> not DeRosa. <laughs> Molly and DeRosa. Uh, I'll keep a look up for DeRosa when they time. When they guest on the podcast, that's how we'll introduce them. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, now we flash back to see Serena running late to school. Uh, Lily, not, not happy with Serena. Uh, that she stayed over the hospital with her brother. You know, she, very, very matronly, where she says, uh, it's not like he can even see you. His eyes are closed. Why are you staying overnight? <laughs> uh, Serena wants to know if she has a maternal bone in her entire body, which at this point, honestly, fair question. And of course, she yeah. applies with the uh, classic, Serena, it's Ivy Week. You know, who cares if your brother is is still in a psychiatric hospital? You, 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 <laughs> got, you gotta go to these Ivy parties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that sounds like her mom. <laughs> at this yeah. point she's only been like number one bitch so far in this, yes. this show uh she's very nosy wants to know about dan wants to know about blair uh i was gonna yeah. say she's also very like into well, she's more into the high school gossip than she is into her <laughs> her own yeah. son's mental yeah, health yeah exactly and uh supposedly all serena wants to do is is be unknown and start over which um that's what she says now but she doesn't she's not gonna do a good job of that <laughs> um so Serena finally does show up to school, misses the assembly, though, runs into Dan and uh, goes, uh, please, please, please don't tell me it's over. Of course, we need the assembly. But Dan hilariously <laughs> being very self-centered for some reason, oh, yeah. thinks she's talking about their relationship. And he's just like, uh, like you were you, there last night. You were there. I'd, I'd say it's pretty over. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty over, bud. <laughs> yeah, just a little just a little brag. It's it's pretty over. I think I yeah. dumped you. <laughs> <laughs> Serena very clearly meant the assembly, which she did, in fact, miss. Uh <laughs> Blair also very upset for Serena that she missed the assembly, uh, but it doesn't matter because according to uh, Blair, Brown doesn't offer degrees in slut. Another great burn for Blair. Oh, if yeah. I, if I was bringing back my well, top five burns of the week. Well, that brings me to my joke of the week. Yeah, oh. that's, that's the number one joke. Is that it? That's joke of the week? That was, it was it. Yeah. Brown doesn't I offer degrees. I wrote boom next to it. It was so good. <laughs> I mean, she she got her. I wonder, I wonder how far in advance she planned that. I wonder if that's, if she was like upset that Serena wasn't there. She was like, I have this planned so perfectly. I want to use it on her. <laughs> And then when she she probably wasn't paying attention to this at all yeah, the whole no. time, was just writing jokes. I mean, see, even Serena had to laugh. It seemed like even she cracked a smile at that. Yeah, at it was pretty burn. good. <laughs> <laughs> so I wish they did. <laughs> so now, um, now we're going to go onto the field hockey field, which apparently they I don't know if oh um, yeah the the rivalry extends onto the field. This is this is iconic. But apparently they are on. I don't know if they are on a field hockey team or if they're just doing field hockey in gym, but uh. I don't think we ever see them play field hockey again. Spoiler alert! But this really? is really oh is, man. This is fun for the moment. I was hoping this would be like a weekly occurrence now. Yeah, Blair Blair shoves her to the ground, and I, I, I mean, maybe I'm maybe I'm forgetting. I hope we do get to see them play in a game someday. But I think this is probably just I like gym so. class or something. 
Yeah, so I think I was hoping it would be like like a One Tree Hill like basketball situation where this is like the main thing that they go back <laughs> yeah. to. Yeah, people say that Gossip Girl is actually a field hockey show first, teams are on the second. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, after this fight, that's what I was hoping for. It was very uh, sexually charged. Uh, Serena straight up shoves Blair to the ground, and we're gonna have yeah. we're gonna have a, a battle. You know, Blair Blair should get an Academy Award for just randomly screaming "my leg" afterwards, as if he's <laughs> a, that guy from SpongeBob. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they should have dubbed over with that and it, it works because the, whoever like either the gym teacher or the field hockey coach whatever just ejects serena i guess and uh <laughs> you know blair can do it all reason reason number 12 why blair is iconic she she can also she also has the acting chops to pull this off yeah yeah she it's funny because she started the whole battle and was getting the red she got a green car which i didn't know was really a thing then got a yellow oh, yeah, he card. was running out of colors he said he was yeah right but then, then Serena comes back with a couple shoves, and then that's it for her. Yeah, yeah I don't know much. Once you hurt Blair's leg, I don't know. I don't know much about uh, field hockey, but so I don't know if there are green cards. But I've I've never heard of them. So no. Um, hey, Upper East Siders, we hear that World War Three just broke out, and it's wearing knee socks. Choose your side or run and hide. We have a feeling this one's to the death. <laughs> Must be a slow news day for Gossip Girl if she's reporting about uh, field hockey practice. <laughs> That's true, but also that's probably an easy one to see because it's on school premises, so she's probably just like watching the background. Or yeah, that's true. And she really there, she there's really some just... moments where Gossip Girl, I'm like, how the hell do you see this? Shit yeah, yeah, like, that one's no an easy sense. one to find. But uh, honestly, she loves Serena and Blair so much, she just has to keep commenting right. on on whatever they're doing. And maybe she, Gossip Girl is the uh, field hockey coach at that time. <laughs> so, uh, moving on, Dan has his Dartmouth Usher interview. Uh, which apparently is very prestigious. If you get the usher spot, you know, apparently they'll uh, let you into the college in a couple years. Uh, how do you think he does in his interview? I mean, obviously, spoiler, he doesn't get it, so he must not have done that well, but he was yeah. set up to fail I to f- begin with. So it, I feel like this uh, was like a like a three three bear situation here, yeah. where somebody had the best interview, someone was like, all right, and then Chuck was maybe the worst. <laughs> I mean, so I, maybe Chuck, got the, the Chuck got the spot, so he couldn't have done that. Yeah, I guess, he, but I guess it wasn't a bad interview, so maybe he was in the middle, because he... What does he do? He just goes, what do you think? I'm Chuck Bass. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Uh, I think uh, I think Dan's overthinking his interview. It seems like he had a lot of these quips uh, pre-planned. He did. He's, um, he's definitely most he's, prepared. He says, I'm going to answer I'm gonna answer in three parts and start with the third part first. Unless, of course, that's too confusing. Yeah. Which it is, Dan. Just keep it Yeah, keep it simple. But he also didn't seem nervous you're... at the same time. How do you, how do, you do in, in interviews? You presumably had uh, job interviews before or, or some kind of interviews. Well, I've definitely never had college interviews, thank God. Because I would mm-hmm. never have gone to college. No, yeah, I, I didn't um, have college interviews. No, uh, and job interviews. Luckily, I've only, I've only had job interviews where I was already kind of like sure that the job was mine. It was just like a matter of like deciding salaries, ah, or like make, making sure nice, I wasn't crazy. That's a nice feeling. Those are the easy ones. That like, yeah, that was like me uh, trying out for the uh, Earth Tones, my famed acapella group, which uh, <laughs> I have, you know I was in an acapella <laughs> Back to group it, right. in college. <laughs> <laughs> good, yeah. All good for you. Yeah. yeah. So just wanted to bring that up again. Uh, just so people could pause again and clap. Well, yeah, and I'm assuming that's yeah. what's happening. Yeah. Um, so for me, I, th- I think that I've knocked every interview I've ever been in out of the park, not to brag. Um, wow. Because it's either been a thing where basically like my friend runs it and told me that I was a shoe in for like, be it, you know, right. Earth Tones or, you know, the the, the one theater production <laughs> again, the I Earth did Tones. In, in school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or... Uh, <laughs> Oh, or luckily for me, every job interview I've ever been on, I did not actually want the job. So there was literally no pressure. <laughs> I, I'm right. always like, ideally, this interview goes poorly and they don't like me so that they don't hire me. And yep. then, but, you know, eventually you go on enough of them and then someone's going to hire you. Well, yeah, yeah. I, 
And I guess, you know, I just, just so effortlessly knocked it out of the park that I got out of job. And of course I hated it. And now, yeah. now I get to do yep, it. Yeah, here you are. Now I get to do it all again in a few months. But this might be different because I might actually want these jobs. You might. I never so wanted. Have, to be, you, I never wanted to be an accountant. To... I never wanted to be an accountant. So any accounting interview I went on, I was just like, hopefully I you're going to fucking knock it out. Yeah. So all those accounting interviews, you went into not knowing anyone at those places. No, but the one I ended up did getting, she uh, knew the knew family somebody. I worked for. Edit like she knew the gen. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna dox them on, on the uh, <laughs> <laughs> on the podcast I get. But she she uh-huh. knew the uh, the owners of the of. Adventureland, the last place I worked at. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Nice. Yeah. So okay. that came up in the interview because it was the only other job I'd ever had. Right. I've only had two the jobs. Best, so the I'm best one. Great. <laughs> yeah, two for two. Well, one, one for two, maybe. Yeah, well, Adventureland, best job I'll ever have. Shout out, shout yeah. out to Adventureland. Nothing will beat that one. Um, Where were we? Oh, yeah. Dan, so that's my interview history. Dan's interview, oh, right. uh, not not going too well. Getting a little frazzled. Um, You know, I... I have a bunch of what he says just like written down here in my notes, but it's just it's none none of it's that none of it's that interesting. So we just skip over it. Um, yeah, it's fine. Uh, well, I, I do want to mention his uh, his great joke where he uh, he says that. Uh, oh yeah. He's been dreaming of going to Dartmouth. He's never asked Dartmouth, but uh, he's pretty sure uh, Dartmouth has been dreaming of him too. He says <laughs> and he the, says that it was a joke afterwards. Yeah, he says it with the dorkiest smile on his face, like he's just said the best thing in the world. Right. But again, he doesn't look like he's really sweating this one out. Like he's still, even though he totally fails at that joke, he still looks like he's relatively confident. Okay. Where Nate's really sweating it out. That's true. Uh, Nate, he's, he's not more confident than Chuck, of course, but right. Um, for a confident Nate, person, yeah, he's Nate, the most confident person there. Nate is uh, maybe has a worse interview, but is doing better at his interview because of his, you know, wealth slash status. Um, but right, it he doesn't does really matter what he, he said. He he's seemingly trying to sabotage his interview for himself. He's like, literally, guy. There's got to be someone else that you could that you yeah, could, right. someone has As to he, want this. Position. He's pulling the Mag Egan here in this yes. scenario. Huh? Anyone, but, and you know what? I guess it works. I guess, it works. I guess if you guess ever you, want a job, go to the proof. interview and try to not get the job <laughs> or usher position or whatever. Take it, take it from me and Nate. And of course, and the, the whole time they kept saying usher, like what the hell is this usher they're talking? Yeah, about? yeah. I didn't know what that meant um, until the party started. I still don't know what it means. You, I, apparently, it's just someone that talks to the to the representative. I think you're like you're, you're the guy that shows somebody around the party. Yeah, um, ushering somebody. Chuck, of course, couldn't care less. This is the first time we're gonna get Chuck's uh, great catchphrase. Uh, I'm Chuck Bass. <laughs> why should I? Why should I be chosen to be an usher? I'm Chuck Bass. I'm Chucky Nasty. And uh, it works. It sure does. It works on me. All right. Good to know. <laughs> um, so they're they're gonna check to see who who got what position. Uh, Chuck, of course, gets the Yale usher spot, even though uh, we, he seemingly only introduced himself in his interview, and that that was enough to do it. Nate somehow gets Dartmouth, mm-hmm. even though he straight up said he did not want it. Um, yeah. And at this point, we we might think that the the Nate the Dan Nate rivalry might continue. Uh, although by the end of the episode, it's gonna get you know uh, you know they 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 kind of. You know, see eye to eye. Nate, Nate's gonna a little bit, yeah, yeah. But uh, what do you think? Do you think this will be a rivalry, or do you think Nate's too dumb to be in a rivalry with anyone? So so far, it looks like he's too dumb. Uh, they definitely hinted at it a couple times this episode, but like yeah. you said, by the end of their little little spout, uh, it seems like they're they're not friendly, but mm-hmm. they're somewhere in the middle. Yeah, so we're we're really establishing that Nate's uh, apparently dumb in here. But and I know Dan's yeah. upset that he didn't get the Dartmouth position, but it, like. Nate tried to not get it, and Dan's being very, very mean to our himbo Nate. It's, he was. He's, he's being a big baby here. Yeah. This. I mean, I know this dummy's going to get into an Ivy League school, but like, what? 
it doesn't really affect Dan. Like, Dan can still get into yeah. the Ivy League school, the same school if he wants to. Yeah, it's just an usher, whatever that means. Um, yeah, they're gonna. They're he's talking shit about his family and stuff like that. Like, yeah, you thing. know, come on. He, did, he Leave didn't the family out of it, from. Dan. Come on now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Um, Dan running into Serena on the way out, uh, which also just kind of hammers the point home that Nate, Nate does seem to be getting everything that Dan wants in in recent history. You know, he found out yeah. last episode that uh that Nate and Serena smashed. Uh, now mm, we find out yeah. that that uh Nate's getting this position that he wants. You know. Dan's gonna mention yeah. that uh, life's easy for Serena. Her parents went to Harvard and Brown, so he's he's really and he feeling gets on her little, case for that too. Yeah. yeah, he's really feeling a little bad on himself right now. Yeah, he's he's letting his his status get to him. I mean, but you know, what do you what are you gonna do? Yeah, I mean, you can't. Play, I, I I feel for him a little bit, but also the way he's handling it is not the best. Yeah, he's he's whining um, too much for me. Blair Blair and the minions are at Blair's house. Uh. Chuck is, of course, turned on for some reason as he calls calls Blair to talk about uh, what happened on the field hockey court. He's always turned on. Also, th- <laughs> this is what the, mini- the minions are icing her leg from the field hockey incident. Yes, yes, of course. Really yeah. really milking that for all it's worth. <laughs> right. Um, it looks like Chuck and Blair are going to team up this episode, which is uh, very exciting for me. because I won't spoil, but this is the uh, first Blair-Chuck mess around that we get. And uh, uh-huh. yes, these, uh, these very fun when uh, when Blair and Chuck team up. It feels like it's already happened before, even though it hasn't. Just like it felt so natural the way that yeah, came they, yeah, they've it clearly just, done this sense. before in the past. Like, yeah, like uh, Chuck, of course, will say, "I am a bitch when I want to be." Very relatable quote. And uh, Blair is a bitch all the time, pretty much. So, I mean, they, they yeah, when uh, when Blair the the bitch of Constance and uh, Chuck the bitch of St. Jude's, if they want something done, I mean, it just seems like a natural natural fit to to go oh, across to the other side of the school and kind of team up. Mm-hmm. And uh, they they are going to figure out the reason Serena came home. So, and when this two when this duo teams up, it seems like they uh, they tend to get shit done. And uh, I do I do love a good Gossip Girl mystery. Of course, we already know the answer, but uh, they they're gonna right. spend the next. Uh, they're still one. They've been they've been wondering for two and a half episodes. Exactly. Serena must be back for a reason. So uh, they're they're gonna they're gonna try to figure that out. Back at the uh, Brooklyn Loft, Dan's not in the mood to hear about uh, the Dill Spolonese. He's gonna slam the door in his face. I mean, poor Rufus. He literally poor his guy. Whole, his storyline every episode is he just wants to like make his kids food and yeah, uh, like say hi to Lily, and he just gets shit on every yeah, every and he takes it well too. <laughs> and he does always with a smile on his face. And and Bolognese takes like a good four or five hours to make too. He the guy slaved over that stuff. Yeah, I don't even know what Bolognese the, the is. Poor guy. So I'll take your word for it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, his big like I said, his biggest passion in life seems to be making food for his kids. It's very very cute. Very cute. Very uh, sweet. Yeah. Father kids dynamic, more uh more sad boy whining about how Dan didn't get to be an usher. Mm-hmm. I, I just can't I can't even relate to wanting to do anything for school. But I guess these people actually no. want to be like achievers for some reason. <laughs> right. Like I can't like yeah being an usher even going to the event seems like work, and then being an usher seems like extra work. I know. Well, I mean for Dan, you get it because he wants to be like he's a he's an academic type. But the rest, I just like feel like they're just well they're just doing it because they have to do it. There's, yeah. there's more for the status for them, and it's more for like the actual education for Dan. Yeah, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be good at being a rich person. No. Too lazy. Would you be more, be more of a Chuck kind of attitude? Yeah. Wake and, wake and bake. The only the only comparison that me and Chuck will have. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's that's where it ends. Um, yeah. Yeah. Rufus is trying to give a much needed pep talk, but Dan's uh, Dan's too in his feelings. He says he just wants to stew alone for a while, which of course, yeah. as we know, is code for masturbating. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a nice, cool dad to just be like, "You got it, son." Yeah. <laughs> he, he gets it, yeah. Jack off, um, buddy. 
After after uh, Jenny's big episode last week, she kind of has a she's kind of a side character in this episode. Uh, really like a like a supporting role. She's gonna have uh, her big conversation with Eric later. She's her main goal now is just kind of annoy Dan. Um, but uh, she she again hammers home the line. You know, we're Humphrey's dad, not exactly royalty uptown, and she's not okay with it. But she is used to it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that made me feel better or worse, honestly, as as the yeah. dad that's trying his best. Yeah, so I don't know. I what you know? I said, what's Dan gonna do before? What's what's Rufus to do? He can't do anything. The only thing he can do is can't keep making it. food and trying to give pep talks. And you know, as we'll see, you know, he's he's gonna get a win. He's gonna get a win in this one. Yeah, hell yeah. I, I was hyped about that. Too. We'll, we'll get there, but good yeah. for, he just keeps he just keeps persevering. Yeah, good for Rufus. Um. So Serena, Serena's walking to the to the Ostroff Center, and uh, Chuck and his limo is following her. Mm. And you know, when you're as popular as Serena, you really do have to be on the lookout for people following you. Like she's a fixture on Gossip Girl; she kind of has to be on the lookout here. Like she should. Yeah. I think you should notice a, a big limo following you. Right, and you're and you're. She's also just a, a very noticeable person too, the way she dresses. Like obviously, this is very fucked up. I'm not. A, I'm not bl- victim blaming here, but. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm not saying that Chuck is in the right here. Like, yeah, especially on foot. Like, you know where she came yeah. from, so she couldn't have gotten too far. So, yeah. So Chuck sees her go into the center, and uh, he he loves it. Uh, he, go, oh, like yeah. I said, love a good mystery. I, I'm gonna say, obviously, no one should be taking joy in seeing a uh, Serena visiting a treatment center. Uh, <laughs> Ch- Chuck's obviously trash. We've established this, but Blair Blair's gonna Blair's gonna fuck up in this one as well. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um. um yeah, Chuck, Chuck is definitely like this. This scene of him is like very Gossip Girl of him. I feel like that to me. If, if I was wondering who Gossip Girl was, I'd be like, oh, it's got to be him. At this right. Point. At this right, point right, in the right. show, he's very much that person. Yeah, he's tailing people in limos. He has the means yeah. to be Gossip Girl. Um, right. So Chuck is going to call Blair with uh, with this information, but Blair's Blair's in the same room as Nate. Um, so she's going to do. She's she is the a nice cover up. She pretends she's talking to. Uh, to her mom or someone while while smart boy nate is in the room um a seemingly smart boy nate. looking at the first book he's ever seen in his life like it seems like he does not know how to read like he's oh. looking at the book as if he does not know what it is oh this is the book that uh dan told him about the petting zoo of course yes. he should oh yeah yeah like I, I, like they're they're really establishing that he's dumb i don't i don't know how he's supposed to get into this like he's got it upside down he slips through the page and he's like what what is this what the hell? i don't even know what to do here <laughs> So Blair, Blair and Chuck, they're going over the pictures he took. Uh, Blair uh, points out if he wasn't such a perv, the CIA would hire him in a second. So we're, yeah, you know, everyone knows that he's a perv. Everyone knows. She's okay with it, though. <laughs> and, like, uh, he also, doesn't he ask for, like, sex as repayment, too? Yeah, I think it, that's implied. Um, yeah, first, and she's just like, haha, oh, Chucky. Now, Pl- Chuck does have a good moment here because uh, Blair asked why she's there, and he says that it's a facility for the disturbed or addicted, and Blair Blair says that Chuck must have his own wing. And to that, Chuck replies that she yeah. doesn't get nearly enough credit for her wit. And I'm like, thank you, Chuck. We should be singing well, Blair's she, praises right now. She does on this show, though. She, this well, show, she, like, she, most she, of the burns are, like, top, all top five burns are usually here. We, we will We will be giving all the credit to her wit. But it's time the characters in the, the show yeah. start giving her credit for her wit. There we go. She Even the pervious She should be winning the class clown superlative. <laughs> so this, this is the first time in the series I've sided with Chuck. He's completely right. He's acknowledging oh, Blair's yeah. iconicness. Um, so, uh, what's, now we're going to find out what Blair's going to do with this information now, because she, she always has a plan. That's one thing about Blair. She, you, Blair is the person you give Those the information are always to, turning, baby. and Blair is going to figure out what to do with it. Take it and run with it. Yep. Yes. And, uh, so back at the hospital, Serena 
um, is with Eric and Lily. Serena and Lily are fighting, of course. Eric, poor Eric, just not saying anything in the middle. Um, until mm-hmm. finally the uh, counselor, whoever's talking it, le- allows him to speak. He's like, oh, oh, so I get a say in this? Wow, thanks. You know, Eric, yeah. Eric deserves so much better. He just, he's such a sweet kid. Poor guy. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that Serena's a good sister to him. Yeah. But they, even yeah, so, least they're, he's they're got just like that cares. talking him back and forth. Like, he does want to leave, but apparent, but also just wants right. to make everyone happy. He's just, he's too sweet for the Upper East Side. He, he's going to compromise yeah. and uh, they're going to let Eric, Eric out for the event of the week. We have to, we but have at to this find point, I think Serena is like the, the good guy here, though. Yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, Lily's clearly the bad guy. Yeah. Um, we, we do have to find an excuse for everyone to get to the event this week. So we're going to be... Yep. <laughs> Eric's going to go with Serena's date. Uh, Rufus is at school. He's going to try to get the Dan the Usher spot. And of course, Lily's the committee of the chairwoman. Like, <laughs> Naturally. In this, small, in this small island called Manhattan, they're just bound to keep running into each other. Um, yeah. You know, you can see the sexual tension. I mean, anywhere for Rufus to run into Lily, I think, at this point, is and what, uh, what they're, it's, they're going yeah. for. And it, it also, it's been established that Lily does not like rufus so how does rufus pull the strings not only getting dan the gig as a made-up position but also getting a made-up position for himself like he gets to he gets to play the play the music at the event it, i mean well she says she doesn't like him but they didn't show what happened in that scene between the two of them you think they boned i'm not gonna say that, but there might be still some guitar strings up there if you know what i mean hmm. i mean I, it's not something something happened <laughs> something, something. <laughs> i don't know i don't know um I wish we could have seen that scene. Not. I know that's what I mean. They didn't show it. It's very suspicious. Yeah, a lot of. Uh, they just tell what happened instead of showing it. Which all right. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe maybe it's a deleted scene. <laughs> Dan, gonna... he, gave, he gave Dan the news like, well, actually, buddy, I made up a position for you. Just like swinging her bra in his hand. <laughs> uh, Dan's on the refreshment committee uh, because everyone gets thirsty. Yep, it's a position of power. Mm-hmm. Um, would you, I, I know I, I deemed you the head of the refreshment committee of this podcast. Yes. Would, would you take that role? That, that oh, seems like that. a role that I could handle. Yes. That's all. Well, it's like, that's bartending, but with fruit punch. Yeah. So. Even, even easier. And a little ironic that Dan, you know, was shitting on Nate and Serena that they only got their spots because of their parents. And Dan literally only got this made up spot because <laughs> of his dad's connection to Lily. <laughs> exactly. So he doesn't seem too upset about it in this instance. No. Also, was there, was there going to be no, uh, musical guest if it wasn't for... Rufus there because that would have been kind of an awkward party. But it was just like yeah, right. Because he said the entertainment head of entertainment uh, committee was also made up, and that right uh, because it was such a last minute thing, the only person he could get to play was himself. So I, I guess right. it was just going to be like a, a very silent affair. Cause it, yeah, because it, it was, he was he did a nice job. He had a little acoustic guitar and the cello in the background, <laughs> or the bass rather. And that now now Rufus is performing there as well. Jenny wants to be a roadie. We're really just getting everyone. There. This, this is this is me. This is a nightmare for me. I do not want to go to this place with with my entire family no. coming and mm. singing songs. And <laughs> um, we we established that uh, Rufus's ninth ninth uh, best forgotten band of the nineties, uh, Lincoln Hawk, is an early nineties post punk math rock band. What is your favorite early nineties post punk math rock band? <laughs> I didn't know if this the math part was a joke, like he was making fun of his dad. No, or math rock but is I guess a thing. It... I, I cannot really, is it really? Uh, define it for you, but it, it is a thing. I have gone, I can't remember who I've seen, but the the openers for whatever band it was, I looked up them and like Wikipedia described them as a math rock thing. I, really? I, I and then I went I went to look it up, but I I can't remember. You know what? Let's do some live googling right now. Sure. Because I, I I literally thought thought it was a joke about like him being a nerd and high school no math rock is is a movement um and more on that later as wikipedia loads oh no it's a style of progressive and indie rock with roots in bands such as king crimson and rush 
as well as 20th century minimal music. I, see, that's why I did, I did not commit this to memory because I, okay. I don't sure. really know. Understand I don't know. Maybe it's here. just it's just like I, think, I only I know Rush. That's about it. Like maybe because they they play a certain way and like there's maybe it's, there's something it's to their songwriting that is math yeah, oriented. Math rock is typified by its rhythmic complexity, seen as mathematical in character by listeners mm-hmm. and critics. Ah. Uh, see, well, it's most something ra- to do with well, uh, the rhythm. Finn in, in, from Adventure Times' his catchphrase mathematical. I guess so. While most rock music uses a 4-4 meter, math rock makes use of more non-standard, frequently changing time signatures such as 7-8, 11-8, or 13-8. Ah. And Rush has the famous Neil Peart, who's probably yes, he does. Yes, they the, do. at the helm for those. Okay, interesting. All right, so that's, that's okay, your little I'm glad uh, we explored that. music lesson. <laughs> All right. I should have known that as a former musician in college. I was on an acapella group. I don't know if you heard. <laughs> the Earth Tones, yeah, Earth, of course. The Earth Tones, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, and that's solo on Blank Space, baby. Right? Uh, I, can't, I can't get enough. Right? I, I was sorry. I was holding for more praise. I thought you were going to keep talking, but that's fine. No, no, that's can, all I got. Move on. I all right, fine. All right, so the... There's uh, going to be a lot of uh, applause and, and post, believe me. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's a good idea. Uh, we should add a laugh track to this, uh, to this, to this podcast. <laughs> I thought about it. <laughs> um, so we see the Vanderwoodsons arriving at the event of the week. Um, I don't know what to expect an Ivy League party. I've never, I've never been to one. Apparently. Yeah, I, don't, I didn't know what that was. Talk around, walk around, talk to representatives. There's going to be some kind of charity event at the end. Yeah, uh, it sounds Dan, high stress. Dan is thriving as the refreshment guy. Really yep. pouring the shit out of those drinks. Rufus rocking those out. Blue drinks. Yeah. Um, Serena's gonna look for the Yale rep, even though she uh, famously wants to go to Brown. Looks like she she has something up her sleeve as well. You know, we don't really see uh, this a- outwardly scheming Serena as much. Um, yeah. But the, the field hockey battle changed her, you know? Yeah, it really... Because for a while she's been trying to get forgiveness, and this time she's just like, yeah. fuck you, she, I, I gotta... She's here, she's here to show Blair that she's not to be fucked with either. She will not roll yeah. over and die. She, she's reminding Blair that, like, she... so. Blair's talking to the Yale representative, and Serena just has so much charm and power that she can effortlessly, effortlessly just take whatever Blair wants. And uh, so she's here to remind Blair that she can ruin Blair if she if she really oh, yeah. wanted to. Uh, she's, I I think the move um, with just effortlessly going and charming the Yale representative and walking away with him is just there to let Blair know that she she's only relevant right now because Serena's allowing it. Right. Uh, it was a great power move. Yeah, and this is the stuff that makes Blair so jealous of Serena in the first place. And the reason why I love this episode, right. we, we are getting some character development to Blair here. We, mm-hmm. This is, uh, you know, w- what causes Blair to be, to be the way that to be the way that she is. Why is she always taking things, you know, a few steps too far? Right. And as I, and as I have that soon, I mean, she's gonna, yeah, she's gonna really, really. Doctor Ostroff's gonna make an appearance, which cannot be good. <laughs> Yeah, um, which at first I didn't know, I didn't realize like, who the, who's Doctor Ostroff. Like it's, uh, and then it, it eventually I put two and two together. Yes. So th- this is this is what you're working with here as as a first time watcher. These are the things that I don't don't pick up on until the episode's over. Right. Right. Okay. Well, I'm glad <laughs> I, you finally got there. Or or just like a Nate level TV watcher. <laughs> Speaking of Nate, he's talking to the uh, Dartmouth guy, trying to hold his own in the conversation about the book, but uh, it seems yes, like so. maybe maybe Nate would, Nate would be better as the uh, head of refreshment committee. It seems like, and he, he tries to. Well, actually, he looks like he was going to take over the refreshment job, and then he just straight up tries to leave, or he does leave. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Well, the thing is, uh, he you really can't BS with the author of a book you didn't read, especially because the author no. mentions, uh, asks him what he thinks of the epilogue, and dummy Nate does not even know like, <laughs> what like, an epilogue uh, is, so he's like, epilogue. Definitely wasn't commercial. What chapter was that? 
Uh, <laughs> That'll be good here at the end. So then we see uh, my friend Bart Bass, uh, Fire Island. Oh yeah, talking to Eric and Lily. We got a nice. <laughs> we get a nice Go Marlins. This is a literally baseball, a good. This friend. is a baseball show. Yes, my good friend. Yep. <laughs> um, and now we're gonna get a uh, we're gonna get Jenny and Eric's first scene together. Besides uh, when they were both at the mall, but that was more of a uh, you know Serena and Dan scene than a. Uh, and Jerry and Eric really getting to have a conversation. Yep. We're going to have the first real conversation with them, and, and it's uh, kind of a heavy one. Yeah. I mean, and again, I, 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 this would not be my, be my first choice of, like, showing up in public. It was good to go to, like, a party of this high right. and everyone, caliber. Like, it's not where I want to be showing face. Yeah. And, and every, everyone asks me about where you've been. He, uh, you have to lie yeah, to everybody. Yeah, he went to Miami. You know, he was saving the manatees in Florida. He's like, oh, I was, uh, see the manatees, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> they, uh, Jenny and Eric, they're both the same age. They're both freshmen while everyone else is juniors. Yep. Um, but obviously school hasn't even started yet. Eric's been in the hospital, so they so they really haven't gotten a chance to chat until now. And uh, what do we think? You know, we, we're establishing a little a little friendship between them. They seem to have good chemistry. Where do you think? Uh, where do you think they're gonna go? Uh, definitely gonna be some sort of love connection. I'm guessing. Yeah. Best yeah, friends, that, lovers, enemies, all three. All three. Oh, uh, <laughs> I think you posed that. I think we could be all three. I, I, I would have said just lovers. Well, you always got to throw me all of the, above. the, the, the <laughs> I think the trajectory is there with the, how long the show goes. Yeah, I, Eric is obviously very excited to talk to him. Uh, yeah, and whenever he sees her throughout the episode, he's he's hyped. He's like, "Oh my god!" He, yeah, it's the buddy. only time he's like actually like happy is when he's talking to yeah talking to Jenny. So I, I I wish them the best. I hope. Uh, Who the by the way is, is uh, Jenny, po- Jenny? Nicole pointed out she's wearing uh, the Blair dress. Yes. Again. Okay. Yes, I, that was in my notes. I'm yeah very happy that Nicole noticed that because I didn't. Oh, I yeah. only only noticed it when I was uh, doing my heavy research for this episode. Mm-hmm. Um. But yes, uh, shout out to Nicole. Great great job with that. Great eye. Um, but, uh, yeah, the one thing that might be stopping them from a uh, love connection is uh, quite the height difference. We have established that Eric is a short king. Um, <laughs> Jenny, especially, I'm assuming she's wearing heels. She's, uh, she's towering, over. The heels she's towering over him here. Yeah. How, did, did we look up how tall he was? Was he like a five foot two guy? No, he's five he six. Very, very Five six. He's okay. Five, All six. right, so about your height. And yeah, uh, Taylor Momsen's, see, a very fun quirk about me is I'm constantly googling ages and heights of every single celebrity in mm-hmm. the world. So you ask me something, I could I could get it I could get it pretty quickly. I think. <laughs> um, and uh, Taylor Monson, I believe, is five eight, and she's probably wearing heels. So oh wow! Oh jeez, she's really like six foot. Yeah, yeah so she's like towering it. over him here. Yeah. Um, Jenny Jenny wants to hear hear his dark story. She can handle it. So love love a good dark duo. Yeah, and she I, she's tough. She's just tough little cookie. Even, even yeah. though last episode I was talking a lot about how creepy she was. Um. This episode more sweet than creepy. I was going to mention that. I think I, I think we really flagged up that uh, every single thing Jenny does might have an ulterior motive, but I think this one she really is just a, a it's just uh, genuine at this she point. She is a supportive friend in this one. Yes. Yes, really like Jenny. Um, Serena and Dan. Uh, Serena's going to try to get a refreshment, and uh, Dan with a pretty good burn himself here. Since you don't yeah. have to worry about actually getting into college, why not make the entire evening about uh, there? That's still so whiny. What's such a big baby? True, but he does have a point. Like, Serena does like to pretend she's a changed person and is above it all now. She just wants to be unknown and out of the drama. But, like, she can clearly get right back in, get dragged right back into it if she wants. Right. At least but Blair she... doesn't pretend she's above it. Like, Blair <laughs> Blair is very out in front and, like, I am I am the bitch of Constance. I am going to do yeah. whatever the fuck I want. Whereas Serena's like, I just I just want everything to go back to normal and I just want to be friends and I just don't, yeah. want, I just don't want the drama. But she... I mean, I, I understand this is building up over the course of three episodes, and like, mm-hmm. but uh, but at the same time, yeah, I, I get where she's coming from. 
Yeah, there's, I, I do. There's, I, I think it's repeat- more about Dan being so annoying all episode well, long yeah, with yeah. this this whole that's theme. True. So I think that's that it would have worked better for me if it was just like a one time thing. Well, I think Dan is Dan, Dan is really busting his yeah. ass to do this fake, uh, fake. What was it called? Refre- refreshment committee. Game yeah, while uh, Serena seemingly just came here to like try to fuck over other people <laughs> from getting into college, right. it's like, are you fucking? And I think she also she also kind of feels called out. She's like, I, yeah, like, she had no, well, yeah. She had no reply then, for that really. Because then, because uh, then Nate comes over and uh, looks like we still have some trouble with Serena. And Nate, I don't remember why Nate's so mad at Serena. Do you? Um, I think just because she won't fuck him anymore. <laughs> like he's just giving her the silent treatment. Like I, I'm not sure, but yeah, I think it's a really creepy. Dan and Nate... Hi. <laughs> Yeah. Really, you're not going to say anything? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> this dead eyes. Yeah, but I think it's just a matter of like the weird relationship they have. She's got no yeah. real reason. So, but now Dan and Nate can bond over being mad at Serena. So they they share a a knowing a knowing look there. They kind of glance. Yeah, over she walks away. Give, they high five. A little nod. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they do a shot. They they, they bump it. <laughs> um. Yeah. So Nate, Nate's starting to really realize if he hadn't already, he's like accepting that he's kind of an imposter and. Dan, Dan's down to help him out. He's trying, like, it's so tough. He's because, trying, because, swelling, because, he's got all the right answers for him, but, like, he, like he's going to take that and do what with it. Right. And, and he's trying, but, like, Nate seemingly doesn't know who Dr. Seuss is. <laughs> Which I guess kind of Lorax, makes sense. what? Because, like, yeah, it's such a funny line. Reading. <laughs> when, Dan's like, when Dan's like, it was based on the lore. And he's like, what? <laughs> lore who? And I, I guess you can't blame him, because, like, we've established he doesn't know how to read. So, like... Until proven yeah. otherwise, I am under the assumption that Nate doesn't know how to read, so. That's definitely a book that was read to you, though, growing up, so I guess no one read to him either. Oh, you think Howie Archibald's reading to his student? Yeah, I guess not. Like, when, when Nate's two, like, Howie's not reading Green Eggs and Hantum, he's like, and this is two-year-old Blair, this is who you're gonna have kids with someday, <laughs> and continue, she continue our <laughs> lineage. Yeah, yeah freak. Say Blair. Yeah, fair. Say Blair. <laughs> Like, before he even says mom and dad, they were trying to get him to say Blair. Yeah. Like, this was an agreement <laughs> from the womb. Um, where was I? <laughs> yeah, Dr. Seuss, of course, we know him from the classics like uh, Cat in the Hat and Green Eggs and Ham and the Lorax, of course. Nate, uh, uh-huh. never too late to find out, I guess. But uh, he's so dumb that even with Dan giving him the answers, he still can't pass the test. Like, he's just like, this is... this is Yeah, Dan sees a lost cause. You just, do this, you just do this for me. This... Makes Dan realize maybe Dan- Nate's not a terrible guy after all. Like it's very easy. Uh, all right, that was nice. Dan. Just give it's it very, up. it's very easy to win Dan over if you just let him have his way. Like Dan, yeah. Dan hates Dan <laughs> hates having people having influential parents until Rufus does it for him. He hates Nate until yep. Nate's just like, just take the position. I really just want to leave. Yeah, just have it. This is me. This, I would be Nate. I'd be like, I just want to go home. <laughs> um, and this, this is the break that Dan needs. This is the break that Dan needs from good Dan. Oh, That's all I need. Howie, obviously not a fan of this. Um, not a fan. Nate. Which I feel another... like he was not in that scene right beforehand, and out of nowhere, as he goes, Nate goes to turn and walk away, his dad's right next yes. to him. Yes. Well, we've established that Howie is quite the sprinter, so. He <laughs> right. Booked it. He was booked it from the park True. as soon as he as soon as soon he saw the Gossip Girl blast that uh, Nate was trying to leave. <laughs> um, <laughs> All the parents are impre- actually very much following that. That's very funny. <laughs> Yeah, another incredible line reading with uh, by Nate when he's like, "I don't want to go to Dartmouth." There, I said it, and just storms off. <laughs> it was um, good. I thought he, again, I thought he was going to actually at least do the refreshments, but he just he can't even do that now. Who's going to serve drinks? Yeah, well, it was a made up position for a reason. You really don't. I guess so. You really don't. The the ushers are perfectly capable of pouring drinks and bringing them back. You know. True. I guess it is pre-COVID. You don't need 
someone serving you drinks. Exactly. This is a pre-COVID world. Not yeah. like a, not really a spoiler, but not like the Gossip Girl reboot where they're con, con- like every single episode talking about how they're in a post-COVID world. Oh, good. It yeah. must be nice. They're like, just just to let you guys know, COVID happened in this universe, and we are on the other side of it. Like, okay, <laughs> thanks, guys. Do you ever see the characters' faces in that show? Is it only masks on? The no, whole, they, they don't the wear series. masks because we are in a post-COVID oh, world. They're, they're post. Okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Eric and Jenny uh, bonding as Eric shares his story. Like I said, love these two. I've, I've told you I love Jenny, and I like to give her the benefit of the doubt and uh, believe that she's not always just having ulterior motives. Um, right. When, when, when and, she does, I'll let you know. When, when I'm feeling th- a certain I, way about her, I will say it. And I do think Jenny obviously is always going to have a soft spot for people. She obviously has a soft spot for her brother. She has a soft spot for Eric now. Yeah, good, good girl at heart. I love this for Eric because he's finally found someone he can confide in. Like, obviously he loves his sister, but even with her, he kind of has to deal with all the fighting between between her and his mom. And, like, you see how right. he was uncomfortable in that in that situation when they were pretty much yeah. just arguing over him while he wasn't allowed to say anything. And J- Jenny is just someone who's, like, not really from this world that he can just trust. And uh, I-, I I, have to stand this duo. I just have to. It's nice. Oh, yeah. E- I, even if it just is a friendly duo. Yes. And, I, and I'm and i I'm glad that you're not trying to tell me that this is, Jenny has an ulterior motive here because I'm not going to let you do that. No, no. I, w- I, don't, I don't see it that way. Jenny's just being a, a kind and good friend this episode. Yes. So we, we don't get good. the we don't get the full story, but we hear the end where Eric kind of mentions he was just really lonely after moving into the hotel. It was just him and his mom, and Jenny kind of alludes to like, so that's when it happened. And he was like, yeah, and it probably feels good for Eric to just get that off his chest to just tell someone about it. And uh, yep. Jenny <laughs> Jenny promises not to say anything, and we will say see how long that lasts because <laughs> um, literally in like two minutes, Jenny is going to tell the literal first person she talks to. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I think in, in her head. Saying I won't tell anyone means, like, I'll tell my dad and brother, of course, but... Yeah, I can't believe she made a point she to, means prom- to promise not to say anything and then just go... Uh, at, like, the same, literally at the same the first, party. Literally the first chance possible. The first person she talked to <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> no, Serena wasn't at the... I wonder if it even mattered if it was her brother Eric, or not. Eric was. Eric was. But you can't tell anyone. <laughs> and, like, everyone, is, everyone keeps saying, everyone keeps saying, like, don't worry, I won't tell anyone. But by the end of the episode, like, half the cast knows. Right. <laughs> so uh blair is gonna ask for everyone's attention here and uh here we go how wh- what were you thinking in this moment were you getting pumped up for the uh for for the big moment um like before she started speaking yeah like you know this is gonna be you know the off guys here you know blair's ramping up for a speech you know she's trying to get, she's gonna try to sink serena here like did this uh did this live up to your expectations of how how... Well, like I said, like going up to this point, I didn't, I didn't realize that the art. Oh, that's the, right, you did um, not. Even... guy was here. Yeah, exactly. I was like, "What's she gonna say?" <laughs> I was intrigued, but I didn't really know it was gonna be such a big moment. Yeah. So she started so speaking. She... I was like, "Oh, I see yeah. what's going on here." So she gets up there and she's gonna start. Every year, our schools choose to support one local institution that we feel benefits our community. This year, our schools have chosen to honor the Ostroff Center. And the, the ball's on her. Like we, Serena's like, what the fuck? So is Eric, Jenny, and Lily because yeah. they they know what's going. They know what's going on with the All Star Center. Right. Blair has her shit eating grin, and to like do this, like not only like her family's here, her mom. Like I can't imagine doing this when like her powerful like mom is in attendance. Like I feel like I would not right. want to fuck with Lily Vanderwoodson. Oh no, like fucking with Serena is one thing, but with Lily witnessing this, like that cannot be good. Um, but Blair, yeah. like Blair has is not a coward. I will give her that. She oh she, no, she's gonna go for it. Um, so she, she does continu- it with a smile. Yeah, she continues. Uh, this semester, our choice is a very personal one because the center has helped one of our own. It's because of their excellent program, which aids so many young addicts and alcoholics, that a student here with us today is clean and sober. At least for now. 
Can I please have Serena Vanderwood in joining us? Yeah, a very good, a very funny. At least for now. At least for now. That's great that she peppered that in there. Uh, <laughs> spotted at the Ivy League mixer, SNB's last stand, and only one gets out alive. Better take cover. Very, very dramatic from Gossip Girl. Yeah. Only one's going to get out alive. Um, yeah, so, in I, all seriousness. I, I, it was take, I was taken by surprise just as much as Serena was in that moment. Okay. I was, I was on, on par with them. You had the same reaction as the uh, Vanderwoods and family. I, I, went, I gasped. Previously. I said yeah. gasp. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. Uh, in all seriousness, this is obviously like so fucked up. I, I would, I would say this is a new low for Chuck if episode one didn't exist and we had already established that Chuck is the worst person in the world. Um, right. But for Blair, this is obviously a new low. I get that Blair doesn't know about Eric, but like even if Serena was going to the center because she was an addict, like this is very uncool. And honestly, at this point, right. At this point, I'm thinking, like, I don't know how this friendship ever recovers, even though we, we see that it, it kind of will. They'll at least get on the right foot by the end of this episode. But uh, I, I was team Blair for pretty much this whole time because, you know, Serena was a shitty friend. But Blair crosses just so many lines here. And Serena yeah. has to be kind of like a literal... And, like, Serena has to be like a literal saint to forgive her. And even after this, she goes up there and she's like, all right, so are we square now? Like, can we just stop? Like, Serena still right. kind of just wants to put this... But, and She's been trying to since the show started. Yeah. And and poor Eric, he wants to set Blair straight, but uh, Lily's not going to let him do that. Yeah. This is her worst night nightmare, not because she feels bad for her kids, but because it's probably bad PR for her. Right. And uh, Serena's, Serena's a very good sister here. here. She's she's going to take the yeah, fall here. Very good. Um, Lily yeah. <laughs> Lily doesn't want Lily's such a shit. She's telling her to think about who's yeah, in the room right now. Shit, she's like, it's like what what does right. she want? Before like, you say anything, make sure you yeah. think about what you're about to do. What does she want Serena to do? Like it's either right. Serena comes uh, clean, would... like or she. Like they, they, there's not, not much like Ser- yeah. Serena definitely does like the correct uh logical move here. Like she's right. very so quick the other at her move feet. would have been to be like, no, actually it's my brother. Yeah. He tried to kill himself. Right. Like she goes up there and Blair's <laughs> like, don't try to deny it. Chuck saw you. Which I feel like she's still mic'd up. I feel like people would like. But Serena's very quick on her feet. Uh, she's gonna try to as best as she can to spin this into a positive. And I mean, you know, with, with what she, with the material. <laughs> With the material she was given, she uh yeah, with the blind yeah, side that she had. This is like yeah. the worst. This is like the worst uh, improv routine like ever. Like she yeah, like, just, she's completely blindsided. Just... She's she's like okay, everyone you thinks are, you're a drug addict now. You are an addict now, and you are recovered. And here, go here, you go perform. And everyone's ups- yeah, <laughs> do your best. Dan's confused. Jen Jenny immediately tells him the secret she isn't supposed to tell anyone. Like the literal next line out of her mouth after saying "I promise I won't tell" is is uh, yeah is. Uh, not Serena. It, it was Eric. But even if it was Serena, like Dan shouldn't shouldn't be shouldn't be judging her for it. Like Dan, Dan doesn't know Serena's story, so that, let's not be judgmental right. either way. Dan, I'm looking at you. No, yeah, yeah. Um, I I, well, I think once he realized what was going on, he was like, "Oh, she is cool." I think he just had a moment yeah. where he realized like she was actually like a genuinely nice human being. Well, exactly. Yeah, this is like a big yeah, like bad. um yeah. tension resolving episode as we just saw. Dan kind of yes. uh, kind of accept that maybe Dates, Nate's not that bad of a guy, and now he sees, oh, maybe Serena's actually a good person after all as well. At the very least, she's yeah. a, a good sister to Eric. Um, right. Blair, <laughs> I think Blair notices that Serena's kind of getting on a roll here and cuts her off before she can really... Uh, yeah, she, <laughs> she, really she like, sets her up for the situation and then shoes her off the stage. Like, all right, you have, you have enough. Uh, all right, okay, that's enough of that. Uh, Lily wants to know, why is Blair outing you for a drug problem you don't have? Good question, Lily, but she just wants to establish... <laughs> You don't, do you? <laughs> right. Um, Lily finally gets why Serena did what she did. I don't know what she was thinking before this conversation, but uh, Serena's <laughs> like, I'm I'm finally going to end this thing with Blair. And she's going to pull Blair aside. And uh, 
Serena is actually willing to say things are even between the two of them, even though I feel like uh, like Ser- what Serena did was shitty. What Blair did, I think, is definitely shittier. Like, yeah, the but, worst. Uh, She's Blair's not even Blair's not even willing to call a truce after that. She says that nothing she ever does will be as bad as what Serena did. But uh, yeah, which is not true. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Um. Yeah, Serena's waving the white flag here. She's in near tears. Blair is relentless. She's like, you only feel that way because you lost, and you're going to keep losing. And Blair not afraid to kick someone while they're down. She can she can literally, nope. literally only see things as, like, winning and losing, as, like, pieces on a checkboard. And that is, you know, a reason why I kind of admire her, but also a reason why you got to... Sometimes, like, you got to take a step back, Blair. Right. And also, it just goes to show, like, how obsessed with Nate she really is. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like, that's her whole world. Now, if you'll excuse me, unlike you, I have a future to get back to. So she does not give a shit. She wants Nate back, and she is not afraid to try to ruin Blair's, uh, uh, Serena's future. No. Um, but on the bright side, Dan's gonna cut off Serena here. Um, Dan, D- Dan, uh, kind of wa- wants to try to like play the hero role here by by uh, you know, kind of forgiving Serena and saying that he won't tell anyone about uh, about Eric. Um, if I was Serena, I'd be like, no, seriously, how the fuck do you know about Eric? Like, yeah, <laughs> my mother would kill someone if this got out. Like how, <laughs> and they're just like, don't worry about it. I won't tell anyone. I know, I, I'd, be, I'd be like, no, no, seriously. Like how the fuck do like, what's who, who's, like, no, no, don't on, worry. Everybody, is this everybody on knows. Gossip everybody like, knows what, what is going on, Dan? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. Serena and Dan at least get to end this episode on a good note. Uh, so that's kind of a bright side to this. Uh, I guess. You know, for Serena, what's yeah. more important to her, her relationship with Dan or getting into Yale or getting into Brown. Um, Dan kind of realizes that he's a little bit of a whiny bitch and doesn't actually know anything about Serena's life. So maybe he should have stopped yeah. being a judgmental asshole the whole time. Yeah, I'm glad he uh, came to that realization about the end of the episode. So I, I, I asked you last week, uh, who do you think will repair things first, Serena and Dan or Serena and Blair? And did we get an answer to this? It feels like they both kind of ended the episode on good notes. Yeah, I, I think I I remember I think I think I said Dan more so because yeah. like the Blair tension I didn't expect them to patch things up mm-hmm. uh, within three episodes. And so it looks like you were right, but only just slightly because slightly, yeah, yeah, by so minutes. She does patch things up with Dan here, so right. Um, and before they leave, Eric needs to talk to Blair, and uh, this uh, you know, th- this one this one gets me. I I'm yeah. I'm not afraid to admit that I'm a bit of a crier when I watch TV shows, and I don't th- I don't think I'll 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 ever uh, watch this scene without crying because I, I don't know I just feel for him so much. You know, there's there's not a lot to say. Eric just yeah. reveals to her why he was in the Ostrov Center, and Blair is obviously shocked. You know, she she kind of oh yeah. Think about how shitty you would like, feel. Yeah, what a fucked up person she is. And oh yeah, she's I, got nothing, no words. In I, I watched this episode uh, multiple times in the last in the last week to because I am such a great podcast host that I really just. <laughs> do all that I can. You dive in. You dive into your work, and each time, each time it got me because I just care about these characters so much, and I just want them to be happy. And uh, so, Eric, you know, with a mic drop moment of his own, where he's like, "Must be a shock for for someone who thinks they know everything." And yeah. uh, Gossip off. Girl insinuates that Blair might use this new information as ammunition. Which how the fuck does Gossip Girl know already? Like what? The what fuck? it is? Right. <laughs> So yeah, Gossip Girl insinuates that Blair might this use this new info as ammunition. Did you think there was a chance of that? Because I like looking at Blair's face, no, it did no, not no. seem like there was ever a chance of that. When, when once Gossip Girl said that, I was like, "Would she really?" I'm like, really? I, I didn't. I didn't think so. No. And then it kind of uh, uh, confirms that when Chuck comes over and asks what that was about, and she kind of like doesn't tell Chuck. Yeah. So uh, 
back in Brooklyn. Dan got a signed book from the Dartmouth guy. Made a great impression. We're going to have a little yeah. victory scene with Dan and Rufus. Uh, looks like not only did Dan have a, a great impression with the Dartmouth guy, it also looks like he has figured out how to successfully shave without cutting himself. That a big boy. week for Dan. Big week. Uh, tells Rufus thank you and that he appreciates him. A lovely little moment between the two of them. Aww. And, uh, you know, it's tough because they're real men. They don't like to share their feelings. <laughs> that's what Rufus says, yeah. Yeah, which I guess would make me not a real man. I guess uh, now you... fair. <laughs> that's, that's fair, that's... Rufus. I, guess. I, I I didn't like that. It was a nice uh, sentiment, but I, I don't like that idea at all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah. And Rufus tells Dan nothing will keep him from getting what he deserves. You know, another lovely father son moment. Yeah, and uh... but also creepy. <laughs> and of course, that jokes either. that uh, he and Jenny will follow him to Dartmouth. Yeah. Which? What do you think that... of that for a spinoff? That would be. I don't want to, there's, gonna be, there's gonna be a laugh track for that one though. Yes, completely different tone. Uh, Nate spent the night at Chuck's house again. I guess he kind of does. He like live there? Like what? I don't, and Nicole asked the same thing to me. I was like, I, I think Chuck just, uh, just has like the best bachelor pad going on. He's got his own little setup where maybe yeah. Nate doesn't have a. He wants to stay away from his dad as much as possible. He's a coucher. He sleeps on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> Which they they also clearly got fucked up last night too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. They don't mention it, but I think they are clearly hungover. Um, I think once he, once he wakes up and is like, whose number is this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. As a, yeah. Uh, as a fellow coucher, I'd like to, you know, just have a moment with Nate here. I, I, feel, you, <laughs> I, feel, you, I feel you, brother. I feel you, bud. Um, yeah, Nate's late for his daily sprint with his dad. Um, not a lot of Chuck in this episode, but he j- we just need to remind, him, remind us that he's gross when he's like, Jersey girls. They just say, they're, let's just say they're the Princeton Tigers for a reason. So this Princeton rep had, like, fucked... Chuck, I guess, who is a 16-year-old. So, all right, cool, I guess. Okay. Um, kudos to Nate for showing up to this sprint, like, obviously hungover and obviously very early because the uh, Dartmouth rep is like, if I knew we were going to be doing this so early, I wouldn't mention anything. And just fuck yeah. the captain for still trying to get him into the Dartmouth. <laughs> Unbelievable. Nate could not have been more clear na- last like night. He's captain of his uh, lacrosse team, and he's actually an all-star cross-country runner. But the thing was, uh, for Nate, like, he's already broken the seal now. He's already said, like, I don't want to go to Dartmouth. There, I said it. Right. So just keep saying the no. Just keep saying no now. Just keep doing it. Mm-hmm. He already said it once. I so feel I thought like, at this point. I feel like the first no is the hardest one. Right. No, he's, he's, he's very persistent. I was, I was hoping there was going to be, like, a little sequence here where his dad got pissed off at him because he's hung over. I thought there was going to be, like, a whole thing where... Nate's slacking off and his dad's starting to notice that he's drinking too much and then he's just like not athletic yeah. anymore and I thought that was going to be a whole thing but it no nah, he doesn't care he just, they, just, they just cut yeah he covers it he said he had a food poisoning last night that's why he had to leave right early. right um, I, I guess he expects his kid to drink well yeah well because he's cool he has money <laughs> right. you gotta you gotta do it <laughs> you gotta uh, Jenny visits Eric he's so happy to see her love his smile <laughs> hey, he, uh, was, he was jubilating um, Jen- Jenny asks if uh Lily would be mad that she's here, and he's like, oh, that would require her to come visit, which is very sad. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, and uh, another silver lining kind of for Serena here. The brown rep had a, like, very lucky that it was the brown rep specifically that had a cousin who did some time at the Off-Rep right. Center. So uh mm-hmm. looks like Serena had some her good karma. Her drug problem helped her out, yeah. Yeah, that, do the right thing, kids. <laughs> karma. It's also, just... Jenny was worried that um, someone, some other girl was leaving... Eric oh, flower. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just, like, it was who just who Serena's the fuck stuff. are these flowers from? Are you kidding me? <laughs> who else were you talking to last night? She knocked night? him over. Yeah. Doesn't come clean about uh, telling Dan that uh, the thing that she wasn't supposed to say to anyone, but I uh, guess it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. 
That's right. Um, and obviously, you know, they sh- the Serena thing shouldn't have been something that ruined someone's future to begin with. So it's kind of nice that it all seemingly has worked out for now. Um, yep, for now. Now. I told you off air that we might have to do a final episode, a, a bonus episode, just with this final scene here. This, uh, I could I could right. talk for an hour and a half just on this scene alone. We get this final romantic scene with Serena and Blair in the rain that I remember. <laughs> that I remember so well. It's so because at the same time, it's so like sincere between the two of them that it's another scene that literally made me cry every time I watched it because they sell it so well. And, but it's also just so ridiculous. It's just, it's taking place in the rain. Serena's like reading a book as Blair comes up to her. She has a, she has a fucking handwritten letter. It's like the most dramatic yeah. thing I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, it really it's, is so, so dramatic. It's so dramatic, but then also so sincere. So I, I, I just appreciate the, the ridiculousness of the scene and, but also the sincerity of the scene. It's, 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 I, I think that everyone deserved Emmys just for this, just, they both deserved Emmys for this scene. Yeah. And, so did the director and the writers and everyone responsible for this. Yep. In my in my opinion. Okay. Um, I, I, I like it because I, I haven't seen really Blair be uh, so sincere at this point. She's only been yes. bitchy and conniving. And Blair really opened up. Really opened up. Yeah. The first time, which is big, which is huge. I love character development. You got one thing you got to know about me. I love character development. <laughs> and well, you're a part of the Earth Tones. Well, I wasn't gonna mention it, but since you brought it up, <laughs> yes. Did. For those of you who don't know, I was in an acapella group. We. Uh, <laughs> Pretty good. We won one award in my time there uh, of an event that I was not even at, and it was uh, the award for best stage presence. I think that, much like the head of refreshment committee, I think it was a uh, made-up award just yeah. so that no one <laughs> felt bad leaving the... Uh... Or they're just waiting for you to not be there so they can give you that best stage be presence award. You're bringing down the stage presence. <laughs> that, that cannot be true. Um, <laughs> so, uh, anyway, we get this final romantic scene, and it is a romantic scene. This is This is... Blair confessing her love to Serena in my mind. Yeah, this is, uh, I, I have it written down as well that it was a romantic scene. Thank you. Even you, even you agree. Serena's yeah. on a bench on the bench reading, as I mentioned, when Blair shows up in the middle of the rain. In a like, very a scene, like, right, out of, right out of a movie, right out of a dramatic yeah. movie. It's I love it. Um, and she goes all all dramatic, like whenever something's bothering you, I can always find you here. Establishing mm-hmm. how well she knows Serena, the love of her life. Right. She wrote her a letter while she was at school. That's just. So gay to begin with. I can't explain it, but there's just yeah. something so homosexual <laughs> sexual about writing a, about writing a letter handwritten letter and then also reciting it. Like, it, it's just so gay. Writing it and also never sending it, too. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, uh, you know, I will, I'd love to recite it, but I have a feeling we might uh, reenact this we scene at the, end, anyway. at the end for some uh, Gossip Girl gossip girl theater. Um, so yep, I, will, I will Blair, save that. So yeah, exactly. Your, so I will, I will save that. Um, but she, she does, she is kind of just talking about how her, she sent it, like, Serena left at, uh, such a terrible time for Blair. Like, Blair didn't even know about the thing with Nate and Serena and why Serena left, but she knows that Nate is, like, pulling away from her. She has the whole thing with her family that she is not equipped to deal with. Um, her dad, uh, left her mom for a male model. That, there's our actual gay representation. <laughs> but yeah. Th- this is, uh, Blair and Serena's head model. But if you, want the actu- model. Yeah, if you want the actual gay representation, it's, uh, yeah. it's her dad and her, and his 31-year-old male model that he left <laughs> the family for. Um, uh, I hope you got himself a hunk. So yeah, they didn't, uh, they didn't win a Glad Award for that, but I don't know, maybe retroactively. <laughs> maybe. Glad starts listening to this podcast, they'll, <laughs> they'll send one. Um, but yeah, and she has no one to talk to because she usually talked to Serena about this, but Serena left without telling her anything and she can't like get in contact with her. And um, right. Blair is 
Like, I, I was joking at first, but now, now when I was watching this, I was actually starting to cry again. Like, she's supposed to be her best friend. And... Right, and, she misses and her, her. And boyfriend she is her. part of the problem, so she can't yeah. talk to her boyfriend about yeah. it. Yeah, and she can't, she can't, like, and you can see that I think Leighton Meester performs this so well. You see the pain in her face. You see, like, I, I was I was a mess during it. The first time I watched this episode this week, I was a mess. <laughs> Leighton Meester sells it so well. Her voice is, like, breaking when she gets to the part where she's like, where are you? And, like, Blake Lively also does a great job just, like, reacting to it, because you can also kind of see, like, she is hurt by this as well. And, mm-hmm. like, Blair is so clearly hurt, did not know what to do with herself when her, breath, her best friend left. Because she just loves her so much, it, platonically or homosexually, like e- either right. either way, she's clearly has so much love for Serena, and just did not know what to do, and like she's clearly still way more upset about this than even like the whole mate thing. Like she's more upset right. that it, it, Serena kind of just left and like did not tell her anything and did not communicate to her why she left. And at this moment, I like almost forgive her for everything she's done until I uh, remember how fucked up she was in this how episode. How she was like, earlier. I don't, yeah. I, I don't condone what she did, but like I understand where she's coming yeah. from. And like, Serena, you, know, you see her true motivation for all right, this. Serena these completely ghosting her was beyond fucked up. I hate like that. I, as someone who has been randomly ghosted by like friends on multiple occasions, like just to have someone like disappear from your life and like not tell you anything. And yeah. Not have a real reason for it. Knowing if they're ever going to come back and not ever giving a reason. Like it's fucked up. Like it's a very fucked yeah. up feeling. And yeah, so like, it's worse than any sort of actual conclusion or closure you have. With right, somebody. exactly. And you just are left to re- to wonder, like, what the fuck did I do wrong to deserve this? Yeah. But obviously this doesn't make Blair get okay, but I at least completely get, like, now I can get, like, how Serena can forgive her. Because Serena realizes how fucked up she was as well. So, like, well done, show. Like, earlier I said, I don't know how they're going to come back from this, but... They did right. it. She, they she did it. all the way back. This was a, this was a hail... I, like, I'm, I'm not insinuating that this was a... Uh, a planned attempt from Blair, but this was a big Hail Mary and it actually worked. Like she, right. she comes with a letter. Uh, she had one move. She's obviously being sincere here, but still a great move here. And uh, yeah, without a doubt, I am glad because I, I, I th- am, I think I at am... this point, before this, this speech and this letter, I was on Blair's side all the way. Cause I felt for her mostly. And I didn't understand why Blair, why, I mean, I, I was on Serena's side. I didn't know why Blair thinks such a bitch the whole time. I, I, once I heard this letter, I sort of understood where she was coming from more than I did. Yeah. To that point. This was the uh, you know. most dramatic letter since uh, season two of the Jersey Shore. <laughs> oh, the letter. Did, it, did, you, did you watch Jersey Shore? Do you know what I'm referencing? I think that might have been the Yeah, I do. Oh, the wow. Letter. Look at that. Was, was that the name of the episode? Yeah. Okay, great. Okay. Um, it was a, hu- a huge story storyline. I think that was like the last season I really watched. <laughs> That'd be very, very funny if Blair, Blair was like, I wrote this letter and it was just that word for word what a, the letter from <laughs> Jersey Snooki Shore said. was. <laughs> 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 that night at bed, Ronnie made out with three girls or whatever. <laughs> and she's just bawling while she's and reading it. S- Serena's reaction is still the same. <laughs> so like, oh my god. <laughs> anyway, so I'm, I'm glad. I, yeah, I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think Serena realized how fucked up she was until she heard right. what Blair said either. She I think she to, really. It, she understood in that moment. Like, oh wow, to, that was fucked yeah, up. Yeah, she needed to hear in Blair's words like what exactly was happening. And I'm glad because I, I'm. I was. I'm ready for the civil war to end. You know, we've had three yeah. cool episodes of these supposed best friends hating each right. other. And I, I'm ready to I've now seen actually best friends yet. watch them be friends. We've seen them as enemies. Now, imagine yeah. how much power they could have if they were linked back up again. I think they're uh, they easily on, uneven, uneven ground at this point. So anyway, I could write a whole paper on just this one scene. There's so much here. Mm-hmm. Look out! Look out for it when I uh, when I when I need your paper PhD. On this. Yeah, that yes, this is gonna be my dissertation. <laughs> um, you know, Serena didn't even call. Yeah. Did not even call. Obviously, super guilty as well. She's also very sorry. Uh, Blair's gonna reveal that Eric told her everything. And she she says, 
I guess your family's also been going through a hard time, which what an understatement. Like, y- yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they, yes, they are. <laughs> yeah, we sure are. Um, you, you could also point to that as the reason why she didn't reach out because she was dealing with her own shit. But well, yeah, she's still was, not excusable. But yeah, um, spotted in Central Park, two white flags waving. Could an Upper East Side peace accord be far off? So what will it be? Truce. And how is she hearing this? Though? I, we, I don't. Understand. Yeah, I don't. She is so quick on the scene. She is. <laughs> oh boy, we all know one nation can't have two queens. What happens next? Only time will tell. So I. I is that how you saw it, as both parties surrendering here, or is there like a no winner, no loser situation? Like, what what happens next here? Are they do you think that this is officially the end of it, and they are gonna? I think this is the end of this battle. I'm sure there's more to come. I don't think there must be. Uh, episode three happens, and then they're friends the rest of the six seasons or whatever it is. Right, there's um, got to be some drama. Yeah, yeah, right. It's a drama, but I think at this point in time, it's gonna be um, the next episode. They should be friendly at the start, or at least some, at least more so than we've seen. That's right. And, uh, it might be a little bit of a learning curve here, but and that's where we ended. We ended on this iconic scene that really, I mean, made me this made this my favorite episode just on based on that scene alone. But that, that is, this would is you like the episode more if it ended in a kiss, though? Oh yeah, yeah. How I much mean, more? This would be my probably a, my favorite episode of TV of all time. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was angling for, right? Um, <laughs> man, I can't believe it didn't. I can't believe it didn't end that way. Um, yeah, now I'm pissed. That's the end of the episode. Hate the what show. Are, initial thoughts. Um, I don't love it nearly as much as you do, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I didn't expect them to uh, really tie that knot so quickly. Um, I, I I thought Dan and her would happen much more quickly than uh, Blair and Serena did, but See, they happened almost simultaneously. Yeah. See, I'm actually surprised it kind of took this long because they kind of established that Blair and Serena are best friends, and I thought they would want to like show that off. Like, I mean, this really is like a kind of yeah. like like a three-part pilot here where they really just kind of like wrap everything up at yeah, the end of this true. episode so um with that being said let's get into some segments i do have segments. a user i do have a user review of the week i found a good one nice um, oh last week was great yes. what, what was the her her catchphrase from last week i forgot what it was uh bounce bounce jingle jingle yes yeah yeah <laughs> bounce bounce jingle in jingle reference to four, in reference to 14 year old jenny <laughs> um so user review of the week um, they gave them an 8 out of 10 and titled, subtitled it First Time I Loved Blair. And you know what? I get it. So let's see. They write, This episode totally wasn't the best episode in the series, nor the worst. This was the first episode that I really stabilized my feelings about the characters. So we're going to get character by character breakdown here. Oh, wow. Nate. I don't like him. He pretends he's not entitled <laughs> and tries to run from it, but only because people guilt him. I can't stand him. He's very fake. <laughs> he's very fake and jumps around on his beliefs and love and and love. Oh, and jumps around on his beliefs and love lives. Okay, that's why. Chuck. He is probably the most interesting man I have ever seen. <laughs> I can tell he isn't just evil, just desperate for the love and attention that someone forgot to give him. I suddenly forgave him for the issues with Jenny and Serena in the pilot. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm... I don't know what Chuck did in this episode for the, to win them that, over. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, you're still kind of creepy in this that episode. That is ridiculous to me. I suddenly forgave them. I don't know. Um, yeah, he, he, was, he was still a, a douchebag in this episode. Yeah, that's crazy. Serena. I'm like her, and I like her. But she doesn't drive <laughs> me to keep watching, because it isn't anything new in my life. She's a good person, though, standing up for Eric. So this, okay, let me get... So this is a person that has watched the series and is now reviewing all the characters in episode three for some reason. That's right, yes. <laughs> All right. this is, apparently, episode three was when this person stabilized their feelings on the character here. <laughs> oh, I like this one. Dan, 
I love him, and I think I'd marry him if he was real. I already <laughs> liked him, though. I already liked him, though. I did since the pilot. He is one of the two reasons that I keep watching this series. <laughs> him and Chuck? Honestly, I'd marry him if he was real, too. I feel that. No, you'll, you'll hear the second. Blair. All right. I love her. I hated her at first because of how she treated Serena, but this was when I started to like her. I found her interesting when she started digging into Serena's past, but at the end, that scene with the letter in the rain, I couldn't help but love her. She turned from villain to goddess in my eyes, because I saw a sweet, naive girl who was hurt and pushed around by her mother that cracked out of her bondage of family rules to become a queen of her peers. She is the other of the two reasons I keep watching this show now. Wow. I mean... I mean, she's not wrong about that. A lot of the takes were strange, but that one... <laughs> she's spot on for that. And then I find it weird that she ends... I, I don't know why I'm assuming gender here, but I find it weird how they end um, with Little J here, because they really had like a love letter to Blair and then just go, Little J. I found her interesting, but not driving. Because <laughs> the, the, the subject of this was about Blair, Yeah, wasn't about it? Blair. And we end yeah, off yeah, on yeah. Little J. I guess <laughs> they just kind of forgot about Little J and was like, oh shit, gotta, throw around. gotta put my thoughts on Little J, too. <laughs> um, <Okay. laughs> I thought it was fun that they, that they broke fun. that. And some weird takes there. <laughs> Chuck is the most interesting man in the world. All right, that's one way to, one way to view it, I guess. <laughs> like he's the Dos Equis man? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe that's what he grows up to be. I hope not. I hope that's not how the Dos Equis yeah. man got his origins. <laughs> Next week, um, season one, episode four, called Bad News Blair. Oh, uh, they got to play baseball. Looks like we're... Yes, this is a baseball Without though. a doubt, it's a as baseball episode. Go Marlins! <laughs> so what's what's your official prediction with uh, next week? Well, the joke prediction was going to be the baseball thing. Um, and that is also going to be the series Blair. prediction? Yeah. Okay. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I'll I'll say Blair drinks too much and throws up somewhere at a party. It. I love it. Yeah, and uh, the little blurb that HBO Max gives says, uh, Blair is thrilled when her mother chooses her to be the face of her clothing line. Okay. So we're getting a Blair episode. Good. As we've established, she had a great episode, this one. Um, I believe... You went first with the grades and MVP and LVP last week, so I will go yeah. first this week. Go um, first. I, and especially since, uh, you know, no suspense here with what grade I'm giving the episode. Giving yeah, it an A, the, baby. The pilot an A, yeah. He gave this one an A. One thing we need to establish in the Lonely Boys pod canon is that one thing you need to know about me is that I love a good episode that can make me cry. Whatever grade I give an episode, if it can make me feel emotional enough to bring tears to my eyes, I'm bumping it up. And that's exactly what happens here. Even if this episode was like an A- minus or a B plus, I cry twice in this episode every time I watch it. So that's bumping it up, Every baby. cry is an extra letter grade. Exactly. It's an A, baby. It's an A. One cry brings it up to an A-, minus. another cry gives it up to an A. There are two <laughs> moments in this episode that always make me cry. I pointed them out. This episode, I think this episode would get an A for me just based on that last scene alone, because as we've established, it is the perfect scene. It's everything I'm looking for in the Blair-Serena dynamic. They clearly love each other so much. There's such complicated feelings between the two. I've already established that I love character development. And uh, I can't wait to continue to watch this play out. Um, besides this iconic scene, you know, the climax of this episode is so, like, what the fuck? Like, it's the first, like, kind of what the fuck climax. Like, I can't believe that someone is actually doing this right now. Right. Uh, we get the first Chuck Blair mess around. We get some great Eric and Jenny content. And we get a ridiculous field hockey scene in the middle of it, too. Yes. So, honestly, you know, what's not to love? You know, it feels like we've ended the first chapter of Gossip Girl with this episode. I mentioned it's kind of like a three-part pilot. 
Um, we get the resolution of some key plot points. The Serena and Blair thing, they seem to be friends again. But also the Serena and Dan are back on a positive note. Dan and Nate seem to be... All, all these uh, rivalries that they seem to be setting up, they kind of seem to be resolving. They're going in the right direction. And hopefully hopefully we have Eric coming home soon, too. Um, but most importantly, my favorite character, a.k.a. Blair Waldorf, is becoming more complex, as the user review also stated. And we are really seeing her layers. I think this is a very important episode for the Blair stands everywhere, me and everyone else included. Um, she is at least starting to starting to become a rootable character. And uh, my biggest complaint of last week was not enough Blair. And this week we got a ton of Blair. So uh, there we have it. And next That's week we have even more. That, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's why I'm giving an A. What, what are you giving it? Um, I'll give it an A as well. I think because, hey! like you said, I, I gave the pilot an A. I gave last week an A-. And this was definitely better than last week. I say if... This last week's episode had the amount of field hockey in it that mm-hmm. this week did. It would be also an A. So I think <laughs> like how you have your crying role, I you have the field, field hockey role. Yes, yeah, so anytime there's field hockey, it gets an extra letter grade. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, like like you said, it's all like the, the, the plot wrap ups that happen here, and it's it very satisfying to have all these things kind of come together. And I think that's a, a fair point that this kind of feels like the third of the trilogy of a pilot in a way. Yeah, to me, it feels like uh, good storytelling here. Yeah. I wonder uh, what's going to happen next week. Uh, do, do we predict what happened? I, I did that. There, I did you that did. already. It's yeah, going to be a baseball did. episode. Um, um, so yeah, we, we didn't do we didn't do uh, MVP LVP. No, we will get to that now, and I will go first okay. again. So this is a this is tough to decide. So th- there's obviously I mentioned that uh, Rufus has a good episode making food. He gets the win. Uh, gets everyone a gig at the uh, at the event, even though they're all poor True. people. Um, but, you know, he's really kind of just a supporting character in this one. I think, for me, I kind of have to decide between Serena and Eric, who we're kind of going to focus the main plot on. But I take this very seriously. I will not give out two MVPs. There's only I wish I had two of these Jokers to give out, but I only <laughs> okay. have one. So as much as I want to give both of them, I also want to take this seriously. And so, this is a big episode for Eric. But Serena right. really does a selfless act in covering for her brother, even though it's in front of all the that Ivy League rats. It's such a kind-hearted move um and she's just being a, a, a kind-hearted person and a good sister uh she pretty much gets dan back and she gets her best friend back and i'm assuming she got another phone since last week when she threw it mm-hmm. out i mean obviously she, <laughs> yeah i forgot about that yep she's staying in touch with people so she must have gotten a new phone uh it's also a great episode for eric he forms a bond with jenny wants to set things straight even though serena doesn't let him uh he he pulls blair aside gets her to realize she's being such an asshole and uh, he got to leave the hospital for the night, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Serena because I gave her I gave her an LVP last week, and I think I think she did a lot to earn her way back in my eyes. So oh, I Serena gets the L, uh, the MVP for me. Um, I'm gonna have to agree with you. I, w- I would I would say maybe th- there's a chance for Blair here by the end of the episode, but she just does too much wrong in the beginning. She digs herself too big yeah, of a hole exactly. to climb out of to really win the MVP by the end. Um, Serena's just an also I, th- I think I'm just a, a big Serena Stan at this point. Um, but Blair's making a case for herself. I'm, I'm, I, I know you, you have a lot more experience with the show, so you have seen a lot more Blair that gives you um, a bigger case for her. But as, at this point in the show, Serena's done a lot for me. Big well, yeah, time. I was a big, uh, I was a big uh, Serena guy at first as well, and it, not as big of a Blair guy in the beginning as well. I, I was exactly where you were. Right. I was season one. I was standing the Humphreys and Serena. Yep, I guess that's as they want you to. So it seems. Yeah, I think so. You think so, yeah. Um, so who'd you give the MVP to? Uh, Serena as well. Okay, okay. All right, yeah. double double MVPs for Serena. Yeah, we man. are sharing a brain on these today. Um, 
LVP. Um, there's a few ways I can go with this. Mm. The uh, the parents in the show continue to suck. I can yeah. easily give it to Lily for once again caring more about uh, status than her kids. Um, but she does get Dan that position on the freshman committee. So, uh, you know, that kind of balances out a little bit. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I could easily give it to Howie for once again refusing to listen to Nate. And maybe I should because it's literally the same thing every week with this guy. But um, yeah. I, like, as much as I love Blair... I, I cannot get past the fucked up shit that she pulls in this episode. And, you know, I, I have to... People are not going to take my LMVPs and LVPs seriously if they see that I have a a huge Blair bias. So I, ha- I have to be fair. I have okay. to. It, it's, I, I have to. It, it's um it's ironic that I've been singing Blair's praises all episode. Like, this is the best Blair episode so far by a mile. Right. But now I, I have to give her the LVP for her actions, you know? Actions right. have consequences, and even if it's just an LVP by me, fourteen years later, Blair's got to know that. Uh, That's true. Unfor- unfortunately, unfortunately, this had to happen. But I know for a fact that she will bounce back. I, I, I'll be giving her plenty MVPs, so uh, I'll, I'll throw her an LVP right now. Um, and yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Who's your Fair LVP enough. going to? I I would go same as you, but like I, like I said before, I feel like Blair had that little moment at the end that kind of ticked her up a little. I feel like she had like a golden sombrero. Mm-hmm. And then at the I still got another at bat so she can hit a home run at the end. So I feel like she her OPS went up a little bit at the end of the uh, at the end of the day there. So yeah, and there's, a, give there's a, a, a huge MVP. overlap between uh, gossip girl fans and baseball fans. So <laughs> yeah. Go yep. Marlins. So they listen. know what I'm talking about. Yep. Go Marlins. <laughs> Get ready for bad news Blair next week. Basically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just got two baseball gloves on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but with her not being. As she, I think she, that little uptick helps her case for me as far as LVP goes. I'm going to give this one to Great. Lily instead because I just can't take her being the shitty mom. She's consistently being throughout these three episodes so far, and I think this is like the nail in the coffin for me. I hated yeah. Lily, too. But I think I also, you know, obviously I won't spoil anything, but I also grow to love Lily. I think once you just kind of, like, get into her character and realize, like, what she's yeah, there she's, for, you kind of, like, appreciating her more. Sort she's of very like surface a, uh, level at this point. I know you're a big OC fan, sort of like Julie Cooper from the OC. Yes, very much like Julie Cooper. <laughs> Indeed. These are my these are my two bits. Always referencing the OC and always referencing the Earth Tones. I think. Yep. <laughs> so far, so good. Great bits. Oh boy! All right. So that is that. Any other any other thoughts before we get into the plugs? No. Great. Okay. So, um, what do you have to plug? <laughs> <laughs> We're very smooth. This is very. You can tell I, we've I, been doing this for years. This is very. I, smooth. I hope I hope that they heard like my deep inhale too, because I thought I thought and I thought and I just filled my lungs up. And what came out was a big no. Well, um, and sometimes that happens. Sometimes it happens. I mean, take I, it from I mean, me. We, no matter how much you think, sometimes you're just not like. Sometimes it's just no. If you don't know how to read, here. you can't talk about books. <laughs> as enough. the old adage goes. Yeah. Um, I'll plug as always the uh, the Lonely Boys podcast. Check it out while you're checking it out. Um, if you can like put if you have multiple phones or multiple like if you have an iPad and a computer, just like play the show wherever you have lying around yes, go upstairs don't. if you have a landlord upstairs and like go put on all, all their all their tablets and just play mm-hmm. give it we yeah, want those forget, downloads baby don't forget to listen on different devices once at home and once when you're driving to work and then maybe once when you're going to sleep just different devices different platforms i don't know i don't know how it works but uh yeah. if you go to a wedding yeah, just like start listen, playing the popular like, like shut the dj down yeah whatever we, we, i think we hold up on a relay um, also you'll, you'll catch yeah, at this point we haven't released right. any episodes, but yeah. I'd say we okay. definitely hold up on a re-listen. <laughs> um, 
And of course, the Happy Boys podcast. Check that out. The show where we talk about beer and only beer. Um, what else we got? Um, we had we had some big episodes in that show. We we had the founder of the Subtle Tea Company come on. We had uh, another podcast come on the show. The Sick Invite podcast came on our show. Um, check out uh, the, the month of August. At this point, it'll, it'll be long gone. But check out August. What do you got for me? That's right. And with these episodes. These episodes, we will start dropping these episodes. So if you're listening to this, they've probably already been dropped, so you don't have to worry about it. But we, Hell yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know <laughs> right. when we're going to start releasing these episodes. I'm worried. They better watch out for when we finally do. Um, <laughs> as for me, I'd be uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't spend a fourth consecutive week plugging the second season of Never Have I Ever, of course. Great show on Netflix. Right. Give that a watch. And uh, I've been listening to Billie Eilish's new album a lot, too. So I tried to get you okay. into it. You weren't, you weren't really... You weren't you weren't having no, I, it. I, you, no, you I, I like she... the I like the title song. Yeah, that's, that's that one. I think that's the best. I think that's the best song really, ever released. Yeah, really, really good song. Amazing. Um, otherwise, I would, I would just kind of lukewarm on it. I didn't dislike yeah, it. Imagine it's Jenny's acapella group performing that. Woo! <laughs> they would fuck the whole thing up. <laughs> um. So yeah, live. Listen to that. Watch. Never have I ever. As for me. Was I on any Vanya's? Oh, you know what? I was on the... Did I plug this last time? The Bitter Jurors podcast? I probably did. I don't know. I, Maybe. This whole, this whole time. Plug again. If you haven't listened, right. I, I was on the second to most recent episode of the Bitter Jurors podcast where they were talking about The Legend of Korra. I talked about the uh, penultimate episode of season one, which Oh, you did I, talk about this. It's pretty embarrassing. Yeah, which I did not like. And but that not liking the content sometimes makes for the best podcast. Yeah, give that a listen if you have not already. Um, I'm sure I'll be on the Hoppy Boys at some point again. So listen to my episode specifically, and um, listen to this podcast any chance you get. And that's 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 all I got. I feel like professional podcasters even like repeat um, appearances on shows. So you could plug plug it as many times as you want. Well, because professional podcasters like also guess on like everyone else's podcast, so they leave, lose track of the things they've been plugging. Yeah, exactly. Do the same so. thing all the time. Uh, I've heard Mike Mitchell plug the Tomorrow War, God knows how many times. On <laughs> like forty different podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> what a guy. Um. So that is that. Um. I'm trying desperately to remember how I usually end this show. Ah, yes. Well, we, oh, you know what? Well, with it's theater. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but before I do that, actually, that. I, I kind of want to. Uh, I I was so excited to call out uh, future friend of the pod, Kirsten McInnes, in the first episode about how me and her had a um, yeah had had a podcast, a short lived podcast that never got released, which also may end up being the fate of this because we still have not released an episode yet. But <laughs> I I keep forgetting to praise her and thank her for uh, being the one who technically did come up with the with the name of our podcast, Lonely. Place. Oh, she did. I did. You never told yes. me that. Yeah, I, well, I tested out some. Wow. You told me to find creative people that could come up with a name. I went to a, a focus group, and people sent in their submissions, and Kirsten said Lonely Boys Pod, and I think uh, most people agreed that that was the best one, and more importantly, nice. we agreed that it was the best one, and so <laughs> right. thank, thank you, Kirsten. Sorry if you have actually been listening and are fuming that I've never... She, oh, I'm you. sure she is. I now follow her on Twitter and Instagram, so we're friends. Oh, look at you! Big, big yeah, no, I don't think she knows and who I am yet at this point. I but. have recently, uh, give, I've only ever given two podcasts a rate and review. So she, I gave her a BoJack Horseman podcast a rate and review. And you know what? Oh, BoJack Horsepod. We're not officially out of the plug section yet. Let me plug Kirsten McInnes and Lindsay Wilson's amazing 
uh, BoJack Horseman podcast, BoJack Horse Pod. I believe it is the only BoJack Horseman podcast that is hosted by uh, two women. So if you're into okay. great cartoons nice. and also iconic women, this is the podcast to listen to. They're great. They um, <laughs> there you go. struggle with knowing who celebrities are. So you might get mad at them for that. But besides that, they're very funny, very iconic. <laughs> and it's one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. It's the, it is nice. uh, as soon as I watch the episode of BoJack that they're covering, as soon as I watch it, right after that, I play the podcast. Listen right up. Yeah, anyway. maybe we can get the audio from your original podcast with Kristen, uh, Kirsten, and we can play that for uh, like Patreon content. Oh, great. <laughs> Try and Love cash it. in on that. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> if it still exists. Yeah. Um, all right. So, join us next time where we will talk about Season 1, Episode 4 of Gossip Girl, Bad News Blair. And until then, you know you love us. XOXO. Lonely, Lonely boys. boys. I, almost, I almost said ah. Lonely. We'll get it one day. And we're done. We still didn't uh, do our reading. Oh, shit. You're right. That's all right. I, I, could, I could switch this. I could snip it and switch it. And or we could, we could we could we can do it. Since you fucked it up, we could always do that again. Yeah. You know what? Let's just do it again. Let's <laughs> okay. We'll do it again. Cut this yeah. whole thing out. Pick up to where <laughs> <laughs> I plugged Kirsten McInnes' podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And... yeah. It's, it's all up here. So, anyway, we've just been having this conversation with no breaks in it at all. <laughs> right. And yep. uh, so it is time for our last segment, the unforgettable segment that yes. people yes. love. Uh, Lonely Gossip, Boys Theater. Gossip Girls Theater. Lonely Boys Theater. I thought we called it Lonely Boys Theater, yeah. Uh, Lonely Boys Th- You know what? We'll figure you this like out. like Gossip Girl Theater? We're still ironing it. Things like that. No, we yeah, do Lonely yeah, Boys yeah. Theater. Lonely Boys okay, Theater. Okay, okay. All right. And we are going to do the iconic scene in the rain. Iconic. Favorite. You know what? You are now listening to Lonely Boys Theater. Ah, it's raining and Serena is sheltered yeah, in a secluded go. spot. Yes. So you, of course, <laughs> be Serena and I will be Blair, correct? Yes. And uh, are you, you you read Gossip Girl, right? And I'll read the show notes? Sure. Okay. I mean, we're so talented, we have dual roles. <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay. Yeah, what does EXT mean, though? So I feel like I should be better at this. Yeah, we'll say um, exit. Exit? Why can't they just use the fucking eye? I have a guess, but I have a crippling fear of being wrong, and especially while we're on a recorded podcast right here. <laughs> I, I'm just having nightmares of people calling me an idiot for Let's getting the No, 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 no. I will not. I will. Ah, oh, come on. We we can we can look it up off mic and. and All right, so I'm going to sound even super saying EXT Central Park then. I'll, I'll just do that. Yeah, just do that. Okay, All right, sure. All right. It's raining and Serena is sheltered in a secluded spot. She's alone and lying on a bench reading a book. Blair walks up to her and Serena looks up. Whenever something's bothering you, I can always find you here. Serena sets her book down. She then stands upright and faces Blair. You here for another cat fight? Blair opens her clutch and removes an envelope from it. She closes her clutch and Serena stares at the envelope. What's that? A letter. I wrote it to you when you were away at boarding school. Serena gives Blair a fed-up look. I never sent it. Blair looks down at the letter and starts reading from it. Dear Serena, my world is falling apart, and you're the only one who would understand. My father left my mother for a 31-year-old model. A male model. I feel like screaming because I don't have anyone to talk to. Serena looks at Blair sympathetically. You're gone. My dad's gone. Nate's acting weird. Where are you? Why don't you call? Why did you leave without saying goodbye? Blair and Serena are now both at the verge of tears. You're supposed to be my best friend. 
I miss you so much. Mom, Blair. Blair now stops reading from the letter and puts it back inside the envelope. She looks at Sophie Serena. Well, why didn't you send it? I could, I could have. You could have what? Blair is now choked up with tears and her voice is breaking. You knew Serena and you didn't even call. I didn't know what to say to you. I didn't know how to be your friend after what I did. I'm so sorry. Eric told me what happened. I guess your family's been going through a hard time, too. Spotted in Central Park. Ooh. Two white flags waving. Could an Upper East Side peace accord be far off? Blair so and Serena both smile at each other and kiss. And <laughs> so what'll it be? <laughs> Truth or consequences? We all know one nation can't have two queens. What happens next? Only time will tell. XOXL. Gossip Girl. The camera zooms out of the show, and both Blair and Serena are naked in the rain, staring at each other. Oh, boy. Not I don't know about you, but I've got tears <laughs> in my eyes. <laughs> what a performance. <laughs> I'm waiting for Miami. <laughs> wow. Way to go. What a uh, segment. I get um, it. What a, what a powerful, a powerful season. Okay, so EXT does stand for exterior, which is what I was going to... Exterior. Uh, I was, I was going to say, I think, I think it means an exterior shot. Well, I wanted to Google it to make sure. Uh, so, there you out. go. Can't say you didn't learn anything on this podcast. <laughs> okay. All right, so now... All right. You, you will... want to try the uh, the end of the show again? What do you mean again? First time. I mean, well, first time. <laughs> okay. All right. Now that um, we've done a delightful job at the theater, we will now close out the show uh, perfectly as we always do. As we always do, without a hitch, never messing up, ever. Um, so you guys can join us next week for Season 1, Episode 4, Bad News Blair. We will talk about uh, Blair's audition for the school baseball team. And until then... Yeah. <laughs> until then, you know you love us. XOXO. Love you, boys. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.